Uh, the, the, fir- the first three seasons okay. of Digimon from the 90s. Uh-huh. Or uh, it was 1999 2000. Do you hear that? Like, um... A little whistle? Oh, no, um, all our female audiences like, clicking away <laughs> right now. <laughs> because they don't want to hear two no, grown men talking nothing about... Ta- makes, nothing makes a woman moist, like, hearing about Digimon. <laughs> They're digital monsters. I'm loading the me. 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 I'm loading me. I don't even know what it means, but it is what it is. 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 This episode of Unloading Me is not brought to you by your favorite language learning app, such as Duolingo, but it could be. It, it really could be. Guys, Duolingo is amazing, and if you don't take your lessons, no, nothing will happen to my fam- family, right? Duolingo, please, please. Guys, please, please use the app, please. I, I, I miss my kids. I, I miss my kids. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Unloading Meat. I am your host, the one and only Jared Ralphie Allen. And on today's guest, we have the one, the only, the almost unbookable, <laughs> Mauricio Flores. What's up, Mauricio? Hey, how you doing, man? How you doing? What's up, man? Welcome to the studio, finally. Man, I love this studio. I'm should, geeking out. Yeah, we should, we should have it, man. We should have you listed as unbookable. <laughs> there you go for those that don't know we've tried to have him on here like what three four times and then just it's my shit <laughs> we had shit happen hey, <laughs> essentially shit happen <laughs> hey shit happens you know can we cuss this early? yeah we can cuss this early i mean i always do a teaser in the beginning too we have the intro and stuff oh, I, okay, I make okay. sure that 30 seconds get skipped right. really fast <laughs> uh turn that up wrong there we go we have some trump in there <laughs> Gay. <laughs> man, I love this studio, man. Thanks, I'm man. I'm telling you, I'm almost kicking it's out. It's called too. divorce. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Like I'm, I, I told you earlier, favorite joke, my right? '90s kid is like running crazy inside me right now. Yeah, I did. I mean, it's, Hasbro it's sponsor the shit out of me. Come on, Hasbro. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, Marvel, this and that. You know what? I just didn't know this. You don't have a lot of anime. I'm not a big anime guy. Okay, um, I never okay. really was raised around it. Um. The only anime, if I mean, it is technically an anime because it's still going still, too. Uh, I'm a big Digimon guy. Cool, cool. And my six-year-old is now into Digimon. I'm getting hurt. Like, we're, it's on Hulu. Uh, the, fir- the first three seasons okay. of Digimon from the 90s. Uh-huh. Or uh, it was 1999, 2000. Do you hear that? Like, um... A little whistle? Oh, no, um, all our female audiences like, clicking away <laughs> right now. <laughs> because they don't want to hear two no, grown men talking nothing about... Ta- makes, nothing makes a woman moist, like, hearing about Digimon. <laughs> They're digital monsters. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, you gotta uh, love them. You gotta my, love them. But my one fucking vibrator Don't, don't, don't worry. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about, uh, what's his name? The, the really pretty boy comedian... Guy, um, Jared Ralphie L. Besides you, besides you, the Matt uh, Ralph. Matt Rife. Rife? Rife? Yeah. Matt. Yeah, the TikTok guy. Yes, yes. Yeah, Matt Rife. You know how how crazy they were going for like a co- a couple weeks about oh my god the tickets yeah the tickets the tickets I I more <laughs> loved the comedian's reaction to Matt Rife coming to town I hit, it was so much fun watching people be like fuck that guy he's just a pretty boy from TikTok and I'm like. He's fucking selling tickets, bro. He's uh, fucking funny as fuck. Like, I don't know. Like, No, he is funny. Well, let, let me put it to you this way. A lot of people just find out, found out about him. Yeah. But you got to think about it. He's been on TV forever. Yeah. He wasn't walling out. 
That's a big show. Well, the, the, the thing that got me respect is that, uh, if you go on Reddit, there was early pictures of him being like at the the Laugh Factory or the Comedy Store, like as a teen, uh-huh. and he's watching like Eliza Schlesinger and stuff like that, and he's in the crowd, like he's watching real comics, like he's yeah. a fan, like he's a he's a student of the game kind of shit. And I'm like, you got, I can't bash that guy. He may, if he's not my cup of tea, he's not my cup of tea. I don't know, but I thought he was funny. No, he's working. He's working. Yeah. He's, where he's at right now is where he has to be because he put in the work. I'm never going to shit on anybody doing the and, work. And uh, and then uh, that's that's funny that you bring out that because as, as a as a person, as a well, my next goal is to be known as a comedian. Yeah. I don't even know if I can call myself a comedian yet. Maybe I can. Have you gone on stage and talked on a mic? Yes, I yes I have. You're a comedian right now. Ooh, ooh, this is like therapy. Yeah, yeah. Told you this couch gets real, man. Yeah. We've had guests on this couch where like I'll put out an episode and it's like an hour and a half or so, but like we've talked on the couch for like three, uh, and it just gets cut because shit gets real. And this couch is comfortable. It is. I don't I don't care what people say. This couch is comfortable. Well, I've choked. My, I, I've not choked my mom, but I've, I've joked with my mom. Ha! Ah, that was a Freudian slip. Uh, <laughs> not. Um, <laughs> We're going to choke that out of submission. Um, <laughs> no, I joked with my mom because my, mo- my mom's a uh, therapist. And okay. uh, I'm like, I kind of got that gene passed down. Like, I had a, I have it here. I found my niche. Uh-huh. And it's like talking to comedians about their dick and balls. <laughs> yeah. We need therapists. In this world, we need yeah. therapists. 2023 is different. Yeah. It's, it's a different world. It's a different world. Um, yeah, he, uh, like I said, he put in the work. He's where he needs to be. He's selling out. He's doing shows. Yeah. Everywhere, yeah, and I cannot, I cannot hate on him. And just like you said, he's a student of the game and a fan. Uh, that's what I consider myself first. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a student, a fan, and then whatever comes after that. Yeah, is- like I mean, I, I tell people on the podcast stuff. Like I'm a student of the game of like I have my notepad out when I watch. If I watch like a Your Mom's House or we talked off off camera about like Bad Friends or like Tiger Belly and stuff, that was an inspiration for me before I started this. Was Tiger Belly. Um, I have a notebook out and I'm watching camera angles. I'm taking notes on like the lighting and stuff like that. I'm doing that shit as I'm watching an episode. Like that just how that that's just kind of what helped make this. Uh-huh. Um, that's just how my mind works. And I can appreciate the other people doing that shit. And then there's also that like, I'm so glad you brought up Matt Rife because I've been wanting to talk about him on the podcast for a bit. Uh, even though we, oh, uh, we're we, going to talk about a lot of stuff. Tonight. Even though we fucking bashed his name or tonight, we butchered or today, his name. Whenever you're listening. Yeah. Uh, subscribe now <laughs> yeah like and comment if you agree or don't agree hit just that like little and bell comment. treat it like a clit and you just fucking go at it there you go yeah softly <laughs> consensually consensually yeah definitely or however she likes it yeah, yeah. well hopefully uh, no we don't need to you know, uh, on youtube we're gonna make sure we always say consensual <laughs> oh no no first of all no first of all it's gonna be consensual but then it's gonna be however she likes it that's true that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, no, he's a great That's guy. That's a weird Venn diagram. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great guy. I'm telling you. Mauricio's Marie, over there just digging. I don't know you're talking about Matt Rife. Uh, another edit right there. <laughs> no, um, we were talking about Matt Rife, but like we talked about like the comedian's reactions in town of like whenever he came into town and stuff like that. And like then there's the bigger talk about I'm sure you've seen it. There's some comedians that are like the anti-crowd work or they hate that there's this rise of crowd work that's coming up on like clips and stuff like that on TikTok and like the rise of the crowd working material, crowd work comedians. Because Matt Rife is, Matt Reif mm-hmm. is historically a crowd working comedian. Um, ain't nothing crowd, wrong with that. Go ahead. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No. I mean, no. Crowd work, boys and girls, allows you not to burn your actual jokes when you post them online. Hmm. If you actually want to get big and you actually want to post shit and you don't want to waste all your great material for people to pay for, do crowd work. Right. 
that's what gets you popular. That's what gets you famous. And then they come and buy the tickets to see your show and you give them the actual material. Yeah. And then another thing, it's about your personality. If you're yeah. talking to people, they they understand that you're cool. Yeah. That you're just cool with people. You're just a chill dude. Yeah. And and people are gonna know that. Well, we also talked about um I had Boyd um on here last week. And we talked about um what's it called? Um there's a literary term whenever you introduce something in a book or an audience to an audience. Um, it's not red herring. It's not MacGuffin. Um, uh, I can't remember what it's called. But basically, like, if you introduce something, the audience is expecting you to use it or for okay, it to come up. Okay. And if you don't, there's something that's kind of let down by that. Okay. Okay. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but like, um, there's a literary term for it. Hmm. Um, but basically, if you know, comment down below. It's gonna bother fucking. I mean, we're gonna edit this in. If you know, comment down below. If you agree or disagree, comment down um, below. I'm calling Boydheimer right now. Bring Ooh. him on the air. Yay. See if he answers. This is our phone a friend. <laughs> do, 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 do. Hello. Boyd, I had to phone a friend. You're live on the Aloni Me podcast with Mauricio Flores. I need your help, buddy. What's up? What did we talk about on last week's show about the literary term that's used? Um, if you bring something in into the story, it has to be used. Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's gun. Huh. That's what it has to be. Okay. Thank you very okay. much, Boyd. Thank you. You're welcome. You take care, man. You too. Thank you. Check off gun. That's what it is. So nice, nice. If something's in there, it has to be used. Otherwise, it's kind of like a letdown kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, when I talk to other comedians that are like an open mic stuff like that, and uh, they forget to move the mic stand or they forget to move the chair, something's like in the way, competing for attention. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what that is. It's like the audience is like expecting you to use it because it's there, and if you don't use it, it's kind of like a oh, subconscious kind of okay, letdown. Okay. Like you didn't use it. Um, I don't know. And if you actually do use that kind of stuff, like there was times that like Sesh where Trash put up that wallpaper and it has like that brick wallpaper like look on it now. I was like, I feel like I'm fucking trapped in a Windows 95 screensaver. <laughs> like you know, it's like if you comment on that shot, it's already built in. And if you riff or you crowd work with, about other people's uh, material, like if you go up like towards the end and you riffed on somebody else's shit, mm. like it's built in rapport with the audience because they've already been there and they've already, you know, you've seen the scenery or anything. So when you're crowd working that kind of shit, you get a lot more brownie points on it because it's already built in subconsciously, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. You know that what I mean? Like, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they're already noticing all that shit. They're, I mean, I never want to treat an audience like an idiot. Right. I hate that shit. Right, right, If they're right. coming to a comedy show, I'm expecting them to at least be able to tell intent. And and you, you also got to admit, I mean, people come to a comedy show to laugh. Yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, sometimes comedy can be smart. Yeah. Sometimes you can leave the, the show learning something new. Yeah. And also laughter is uh, infectious, too. Like, if like, even if you didn't necessarily like it or didn't get the joke, possibly, the person to the left or right of you might have, and if they're laughing really hard or they're just going with it, you're probably going to get along with it and laugh a little bit too. Mm. It's kind of like the Emperor's New Clothes kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, the, the mob mentality kind of thing. Um, that's also like whenever we get – I did one of the open mic setters like that. I want to go sit down in front, and I want to go laugh with the crowd too. I want to mm. like be helpful and generous <clears> with my laugh whenever people, other people are performing too. You know, the more we laugh, the more everybody's going to laugh. When 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 was your first open mic? If you don't mind me asking. Um, besides the back in the day. Oh, back in the day. Um, besides that. So a year ago, I got my feet wet when Katie Style did one at Tulsa Comedy Club. Okay. Um, that was my first time in like fourteen years at the time, and I tried it and I got my feet wet. It was okay. Um, I was one of the last three comedians, and I I think I've said it on here before, but like 
<laughs> the last three comedians were getting ready to go up, and she gets handed a note, and it says, cut them all into four minutes. Okay. So she goes, hey, guys, I just got handed a note. Um, unfortunately, the next three of you guys only get four minutes each. Coming up next, Jared Ralphie Allen. And I had to walk up to the stage and shave a minute off my first set. As I'm walking up the stage, I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. Mm-hmm. And I got through it, but it wasn't great. But it wasn't right, bad. Right, right. Um, but my then hey, for people that have never been uh, talking in front of an audience, even five minutes is a long time. Yeah, unless you're used to that concept. But four minutes, it's 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 good, and it will get you, you know, to say whatever you want to say. But like I said, it feels like forever the first time. Yeah, and if you ever want to try it, go ahead and do it. But I mean, it, it gave me a lot of um. I mean, it gave me a good lesson right off the bat of just, like, being more modular with my jokes and how I wrote a set of being able to take out certain things and, like, shave off a minute if I need to and be, like, you know, be more modular is what it really came down to. Um, so I learned from that. And then I didn't do it again until January of this year. Okay. Um, January of this year after I, you know, cause like I said, I was building this and building the podcast. First off, I was going to be just a podcast. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to do stand-up anymore. Um and then I just kept getting that itch. I wanted to do stand up. Wanted to do stand up. Wanted to do stand up. And then like all the podcasts that I would listen to are stand up podcasts. That just happened. Mm-hmm. Like it just like naturally I love stand up. I just adore comedy and making people laugh. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean myself, man. I mean I've been a fan of comedy since I was little. Yeah. Like I was a young kid, and um, whereas Spanish comedians, whereas English comedians, you'd be surprised like the range there is in comedy is like. Uh, in English, I mean, in English, bro, I love John Mulaney. He's John Mulaney's fucking funny. Awesome. I mean, uh, Eddie Griffin, Joe Rogan, like, like so many. There's so much. Uh, to uh, this day, uh, to this day, John Mulaney. If you've never listened to the Salt and Pepper Diner, uh, listen to that. It is one of the all-time favorite jokes I've ever heard him do. It's the on one his album. Where, where they, uh, where they, uh. The uh, the jukebox. Yeah. Yes. Oh man, that dude. That whole was, story. I was dying when I first heard that. I was because like dying. even it's on his album, and it's like I love storytellers where you can just vividly picture every single aspect of what they're telling you. Like I could picture that diner. I could uh-huh. picture the waitresses. I could picture everything just because he's such a good storyteller. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. what yeah. was the song? Uh, 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 it was. Uh, hey there, pussycat. Uh, right? It's not unusual. By Tom Jones. Okay. Uh, or no, What's New Pussycat? Yeah, yeah, They yeah. did what new, What's New Pussycat like seven times, and they put in their one, It's Not Unusual. Yo, like, I was dying when I first yeah. heard that. I was cracking up. And, like, the funny part, I was at work, and I was listening to them on my headphones, and next thing you know, I'm just going crazy, and people are just looking at me like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> now, that, that that was, man, I, ha- I, ha- I had to listen to that, like, three times that same day. Yeah, it never gets old. It's he's, so good. It's great, man. And like I'm saying, we're just naming legends here, you know, people that have been doing this for a long time. And like I said, I'm I'm first a fan, then I'm whatever comes next. Yeah. And I mean, uh, and I'm just going to tell you, I mean, John Mulaney, Eddie Griffin, uh, Kevin Hart. I mean, Kevin Hart started off, you know, in, in Wild and Out, just yeah. like my wife. And Cat Williams. I mean, Cat Williams. I mean, yeah. wow. Do you remember talking- the years of like, uh, what's his uh, Kevin Hart being in just like background and movies for years and never being famous? Like he was mm-hmm. in Scary Movie three and shit like that. And you're just like, oh, he's just a small bit part. Yeah. Oh, the the whole uh, mouse inside, rat outside mm-hmm. bit. Oh man, 
Yeah. I, oh, we're we're going back in time. Now. It took forever for him, to, and then he just popped off. Like yeah. it just like it, it took him a bit, Early and then you're like, oh, he's been alone for a while. But like like we're explaining to people, it doesn't happen right away. Yeah. It, you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta. There's a damn. I don't want to say it like this. Um, before you. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's an analogy. Uh, of uh, the putting the weed in the bag. Okay. First, you gotta put it in the bag. Then you can go and sell it and do whatever you want. But first, you gotta put it in the bag. Yeah. Little by little. Little by little. But yeah. So. so is that like a don't smoke on your own supply kind of thing? Uh I think it's more like uh, <laughs> like know know where to start before you make it. Oh. Before you take the next step. I thought this was like a scene from Pineapple Express or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I read it. Uh, I heard this in an audiobook. So. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I listen to everything. I'm a big hip hop guy too. So, who's your okay? If you had to do top, let's say five. Ooh, I don't want to do top one because that's always hard. Uh not top top five. Um, now are we talking all time or are we just talking like your faves? My uh, favorite. If you uh, if you had, I to mean, make a list. Eminem has to be there. I would say that. I mean, I'm not gonna say he's number one just because they're like <clears> it's <throat> different. There's different There's different levels and stuff like that. Too yeah, else. and storytelling. Nas. Nas. Uh, yeah, I was waiting for yeah. Mm, uh, rapper, 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 rapper. I mean, I don't know if I want to put JC on it, but I know he's big. Yeah. And now I don't want to stick to East Coast, but you know that's where he all started. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Texas. You know, uh, uh, John Thug. Um, he's he's a great rapper. I know he's new school, but he's he's great. Yeah. I hope he gets out of jail. I gotta throw Kendrick in there. I like Kendrick. Kendrick. Oh, how did I forget? Kendrick. Uh, uh Kendrick. I mean, J Cole. J Cole. Ooh. Drake, Drake. Um, I know it's it's a it's a cop out, but one of my all time favorites is Wu Tang Clan. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's multiple members, but I'm just like, yeah, yeah. like, did you ever watch the show on Hulu? Yes, it's a great show. It is a great show. It's pretty raw too. It's like how they show the the, the bad parts of it too a little bit. Mm hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's a great show. And it just like this, like like it shows how it starts. They they don't start off right off. You know, yeah. they still they still gotta put in the work. They still gotta it. it it's it's steps it's yeah. steps you know what uh i heard you talking about this once i don't know if you ever got around to finishing um the marvelous mrs mason yeah on prime did you ever get to finish i never it? finished it i need Man, to that's one of my favorite shows really honestly see you, mostly because i just don't have prime i just never had prime for a while oh okay you have uh amazon prime at all uh not right now okay 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 i just never used it I mean, mm. I used it for during this stuff, like you know, figures and stuff like that, and like, you know, for a while. But like now, I just uh, I never watch Prime Video, right? Um, right now, I think I just watch Hulu. The Boys. You, you I that? watch The Boys. I, I oh. never finished The Boys actually, though. Okay, you, you I need it. to. Like I said, I did yes. Prime. Yes, yes, you gotta, you gotta. Man, I'll pass you my pa I'll pass you my password for. There one. we go. But <laughs> that's a great show. We all share shit. I, I have my Max and I have my Hulu. I, like, there's comedians on my Max. Like, like there's a profile just for friends. Because uh -huh. I'm like, we well, gotta watch the show on Max. You gotta watch this show. But there's so much content out now. I know. I mean, so much. You cannot keep up with it. I just finished The Righteous Gemstones. Where's that? that at? It's on Max. It's on Max. Okay. It is fucking hilarious. That okay. is a great show. It has the John Goodman in it. Uh, okay. Danny McBride, uh, Adam, uh, the guy from Workaholics. And he's also oh the the one the that has the meme the one with the fohawk the oh okay the, I'm not uh, sure I'm not sure uh, Adam Devine I think his name is mm. he's from Workaholics uh, you probably see him like he's in the the uh, what's those fucking singing movies they did three of them Pitch Perfect okay okay uh, the singing movies 
That guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's great. So it's a family of uh, evangelical preachers. And they're like they're like the billionaire, like the big mega church preachers. And John Goodman's mm. the head of it. And it's about him and his three fucked up kids that are like the preachers living on this be- big ass billionaire estate and everything. And like still trying to preach the word of God. And also like it's, it's just a comedy show, but it's very funny. And it's like about Southern Baptist kind of families and stuff like that. John Goodman can do no wrong. Yeah, he's great in it. You you remember him on Flight, the Denzel Washington movie where he's a he's like a big alcoholic. I skipped that movie. I never watched Flight, bro. I need to watch it. I think bro. I own it. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I have a Voodoo account. I have like nine hundred movies on there because like I fucking yeah, that's a great movie. A like I yeah, it's it's great, man. You got man. There's so many. There's so much content though. Yeah, so much content. We're making content. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Everything's content. I mean, like, honestly, yeah. dude, like, tra- we talked about Trash earlier. Uh, he was calling me earlier. Uh, trash taught me. And we're, What's up, Trash? Trash. How ta- you doing? Shout out to Trash. Yeah. Trash. Big shout outs, man. He was my season man, two premiere. Oh, hold on. While we're shouting out people, yeah. Roscoe. Shout Ro- out Roscoe. Roscoe. Uh, that's probably the the first guy that got me into on a stage. And, uh, man, if, if I ever make it big or anything, he's my godfather in this, in Tulsa comedy. He I, gave me I my mean, first showcase at not, the cellar in February. Yeah. February. Yeah, people people can, you know, like have their own opinions, but that dude is is legit. And I mean, don't get me wrong, um there's I don't I don't even know if there's levels yet. I know Tulsa is gonna pop yeah. eventually. And it's gonna grab a big chunk. Yeah. And whoever's in it is in it. And yeah. and then man, uh, cause you also gotta think about it. How I see life is uh when it's your time, it's your time, regardless what yeah. you do. As long as you keep working, as long as you stay focused. Um, like myself, I have a full-time job. And I do comedy when I can. And and it's a passion. Yeah. First of all, it's a passion. I don't even know if I'm going to make it. But I'm here right now. Yeah. And uh, and I, at least if I don't make it, I can say, at least I tried. Yeah. Um, I have a good friend who does... Um, uh, I don't want to say low budget films, but they're more independent. Yeah. And uh, he was explaining to me the game of how he's doing those movies and everything. Yeah. That kind of. That kind of. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I like the jam though. I was like, where have I heard it before? <laughs> you know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Describe that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he was telling me the game about it. He's like, "Yo, I'm I might never be famous, but at least I got to say I did it." And um, that's the people I like to be around. Yeah, because I mean, if you think about it, if uh, we're chasing comedy, and you don't want to be negative, you never want to be a negative person. Yeah, because if somebody else is breathing, does the same air, air as you are, uh, bleeding the same blood as you are, man, and they're doing it. There's nothing keeping you from doing it. Yeah, it's like what we talked about Matt Rife earlier. Like, it's just like, I'm never going to shit on anybody doing the work. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even if you didn't like their cup of tea or like that, it's their cup, I mean, they're doing the work. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk about it on here. I don't really expect to get famous from this. I don't want to. I don't want to be a famous comedian, you know, from this podcast or like that. But if it allows me to pay the bills and allows me to do what I want, but doing what I love, which is podcasting and doing stand up comedy and making people laugh, and allows me to pay for my kids and stuff, that's mm-hmm. all I want from this. And like. That's kind of where my goals are. They're very realistic on that shit. It's just kind of getting some sponsors, getting this thing going, and trying to just push as much as I can. Um, 
yes, a lot of it's going to come down to luck as far as like, you know, getting those bookings and stuff like that. Sometimes it just happens. But I also am a big supporter of you can make your own luck by just by being ready. Like if you always do the work and you're just yeah. ready for an opportunity, mm-hmm. that's how you can make your own luck versus just being, you know, just being handed something. And and, and like another thing is um I I'm all, I'm all for, you know, whoever's uh whoever's like putting 100% of their time in it. Yeah. I'm 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 rooting for you, man. Yeah. I'm, whoever's doing that, I'm rooting for you. Uh, myself, I'm a dad, yeah. So I still gotta keep a job. I still gotta be able to provide. I'm not gonna be the person that that wants to be. Oh, I'm gonna follow my dream, but I'm gonna leave everybody else behind while yeah. I do it. No, you don't wanna be that because they're still gonna catch up to you eventually. Yeah. So you still wanna you still wanna be a legit person, take care of your business, and like how I'm doing it right now, I'm just taking care of business. Yeah. Uh, in every other way. That you're supposed to, yeah, you know, uh, financially, uh, this and that, this and that. <clears throat> I don't want to sh- say nothing about no deadbeat dad, but <laughs> they're out there, you know, and you know who you are. <laughs> and but you also want to be able to do that. And once you have that free time, now you can invest in yourself. Yeah, like uh, people don't realize, but going to open mics, it you you still we're not getting paid yeah. for open mics. Nope, nope. You're still investing, even even that little drink that you buy at the bar. Yeah, that's investing in yourself. You know what I told Driving my dad? To, huh? I, I told my dad it's like we're interning. Exactly. We're interning for the exactly. bigger the bigger things. Yeah, and <laughs> sometimes people want to get a drink or two uh, when they do in the open mics. Yeah. It's like getting that uh, that lawyer you're interning for, like their Starbucks. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Like I mean, even driving up to here. Yeah. It's an investment in yourself. Well, and yeah, I'm grateful for everybody that does that because, like, it also, like, I, we talked off camera, like, you know, for a while there, I wasn't saying I, this was the Bartlesville podcast or where I was mm-hmm. coming from because I had some people cancel because Bartlesville. Yeah. But now I'm proud of it because, like, I don't know. I do this three to four times a week um, going to these open mics and I'm putting in the effort to try to get better and, you know, really put out my name in there and doing these open mics and doing, you know, last Thursday we did the one in Broken Arrow. Oh, that show was That show great. was fucking great. Hey, uh, hey. Shout out to Gene. Oh, shout out man. to fucking Gene Barber um, and Go Theater. Clapping, but this is, this was, that show was amazing. That everybody was a, everybody killed. Everybody yeah. killed. We Can't had, you, oh, we had uh, an awesome I mean, open mic at the Go uh, Theater in Broken Arrow. Uh, yeah. And karaoke afterwards. Yeah. And it was a great time. Shout great. out to the Moon Event too, though. Yeah. New yeah. management. Yeah, yeah. Great they're, they're great people. They're great, yeah, they're great people. people. Yeah, uh, and I mean, and shout outs to all the people yeah. that are doing open mics. I mean, yeah. the seller, um, Starlight, Starlight Hug Club, Hug Club, and uh, the Breakdown. Oh man, the Breakdown is so nice. Yeah, it's so. I mean, clearly it's a new building, duh. Yeah. but it's so nice. It's like well set up, and and they got man, they got the monsters coming to yeah. Breakdown. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of why, like, like. I mean, you've heard all, we said uh, on my podcast. This is, I kind of feel like Tulsa's on the bubble. You said all on the same on the same thing. Uh-huh. That's where I really wanted to push to launch this this year. Yeah, like get this going to where like when Bricktown launched, and eventually I wanted to get this this content up enough to where like when a Bobby Lee comes into town, they can stop by the podcast and have a chat. I want to be big enough to where, like, when there's local comedians coming to Bricktown or something like that, they can refer them to the podcast here to help promote it. Not not just that. There's going to be a day where they're going to make a documentary about this or whatever's happening. No, there will be. There will be. There has to be. Yeah. It, it's, it's, I mean, it's foresight. Um, and uh, your content is going to be valuable. They're yeah. going to hit you up. Hey, hey yeah, Jerry. the back catalog is going to be yeah. huge. Hey, yeah. Jerry, you got this and that. Oh, you were talking to him when, yeah. you know, it was like five years ago or whatever. And let, let us get some of that. Yeah. And here's a check. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, and you know, like, that's honestly, like, we talked about, um, 
A lot of business talking right now. Well, <laughs> well, you talked. We talked about earlier about like you don't want to just go out alone. You don't want to like you want to take people with you and stuff like that. And like that's kind of what this podcast became. Was when I did that show in January at Roscoe's Open Mic, and then I got invited to the colony afterwards and got to hang out with everybody and got kind of like introduced to like the burlesque dancers, the bands, and like everybody there. I met everybody in the scene like in one night. In that one night at the uh, at the what's it called the uh, the place I was just at. Anyway, the uh, collar, the what, the collar or the colony, colony, yeah. yeah, the colony. I've been there a couple uh, times. Yeah, but it's, after it's that, nice. it was like it's I want to nice. do a spotlight. Sh- I want to do a show about these people. Like I want to talk to these people because like these people are fucking rad and they were super nice and super supportive and like everybody just kind of embraced me all that night. And that's really what turned this whole podcast around. I was like, I want to do a podcast and talk to these people. Well, if you think about, it, everybody has a story. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying like. Like, it shouldn't matter whoever wants to talk. But everybody has a story. Everybody's here. Yeah. And we all been through stuff. And if it's positive or negative, you still want to let it out. And you never know. You might find out something that you didn't know about this person. You're going to be like, oh, that's crazy. But not only that, but it's also kind of a... Not that I'm using you guys as, like, ammunition or anything like that. But it's more just, like, at the end of the day, I got to try to make it entertaining, too. Yeah, like this is an entertainment podcast. Like this is a, uh, people consuming it. We're making we're making content. Mm-hmm. Um, we could have the most dramatic or you know philosophical stories on here, but at the end of the day, it still has to be entertaining. Has to have some humor into it or have some levity into it too. So that allows me to flex my improv skills and my writing abilities and stuff like that. Where I'm just talking to people I may not even know very well, mm-hmm. and still trying to keep in the back of my mind this has to be entertainment. This has to be entertainment. This has to be funny. You know what I mean? So when there's times where like it gets really dark or something like that, I'm like, oh okay. yeah, I was trying to. That's wrong, book. you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> just you know, stuff like that. You know, uh-huh. um, it's like writing a good stand up set, you don't ever want to dip the energy unless it's intentional. Mm. And well, I mean, I agree with that 100%. But, um, how can I say? Well, I mean, we're talking, we're yeah, we're uh here, and uh, sometimes, um, you know, something I like about the Joe Rogan podcast, mm. um, that I listen to whatever the description is. FBI agent talks about UFOs yeah. or a uh, comedian, blah, 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 has a podcast too, or athlete, athlete, um, this and that. But then you find out more stuff that, that were not even part of the description and you, yeah. you can relate to them. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I'm always, I always want to be a relatable person regardless. Well, at the end of the day, we're all people. Yeah. Um, and that's why I really, I mean, I love podcasting just as a form of entertainment itself, uh-huh. just because like, there's so much more you can get out of a two-hour conversation than you can at a five-minute show, like on the Tonight Show or something like that. Like, can like, I hate that it's on Sirius, but one of the best things that I think ever happened was that Conan O'Brien got his show canceled, or he quit doing the Tonight Show or the mm. Late Show, and he switched to Team Coco doing podcasts. Conan O'Brien and his team doing podcasts with actors and celebrities is fucking entertaining as hell to listen to. Yeah, like he's a great interview uh, person or interviewer, and. Going from a format of like a five minute just sitting on a couch talking like, you know, what's your latest movie you're doing? You're going to promote for five minutes. Mm. Changing that into a two hour discussion with an actor or something like that is so much more enthralling, entertaining. Um, That's why I loved Howard Stern towards his later parts of those years. Like after he started like legends. I love Howard Stern. I still respect the shit out of him. And like Private Parts is one of my all time favorite movies. That movie was fucking influential on me. Oh, definitely. Um, definitely. But, you know, in the early years, there was a lot more shock. And towards the later years, it became more interview style. He was really, he's a great interviewer. Like, Howard has some interviewing chops people don't really talk about a lot. Mm. Um, even his last book was just a collection of his best interviews. And uh, 
that stuff I found more fascinating than just the fucking all the shock stuff that he would do some of the times. I mean, it's funny, you know, and prank calls and stuff like that. But like having a two hour discussion with Robert Downey Jr. about his dad and stuff like that is way more entertaining to me than fucking, you know, fart humor sometimes. <laughs> Definitely. But there's Definitely. a there's a cause and effect. There's both. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, you got to have, have, have both a good balance. Yeah. You got to have a good balance. Yeah. And, uh, man, it's it, like I said, you know, you, you got to make it entertaining for people. And that's why I have my fake ad reads and stuff like that, too. Uh, oh, def- yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love those. Yeah. I love those. Hey, fellow hipsters and people that have culture or something. I'm Jared Ralphie Allen, host of Unloading Meat, and we need sponsors for the show. If you identify with this fucked up hat I'm wearing, these shitty tattoos, or any other cultural references that are behind me, reach out to your favorite sponsors. And tell them to sponsor the show and let meet. Now, back to acting like I wasn't impressed by anything. I wish this podcast could be on vinyl. When I watch podcasts, if you ever see them do an ad read or a break, probably because they had a phone call or they had to take a shit or they had to go to mm-hmm. smoke break or something or something got said that needed to be cut because it was getting too personal. They needed a hard break. To change the subject. <laughs> yeah, that's That's true. what happened. And so uh-huh. when I put my ad breaks, that naturally helps whenever there's a time where somebody has to go take a piss or something like that. Or we had a phone call. Or we got too real. We need to cut 20 minutes out of the co- uh, a conversation. It's going to be very jarring if I go from one conversation just to meet up to another one. So mm. those fake ad breaks and the stuff like that play a very important part of making the flow keep going. Interesting. Um, and like I said, I study all that shit. Hey, that, that's all part of the editing game. All, all part yeah. of this. You're you're in this world. Yeah, man. Um, in this I'm, world. I've had. That's what I'm telling you earlier. Don't underplay yourself, man. You're well. I appreciate like, it, this. Man. This setup is crazy. People don't. I know they're just looking at us through the ca- yeah. uh, us through the cameras. Yeah. But this is this is well, good. Thanks, this is great, man. This is great. You got you got a good thing going. Well, and like again, I don't. I really try to hammer something. I try not to have an ego in all my shit, but. I hate to name name drop the name Josh Wolf, but like when that thing happened, where I was able to do a produce an episode of his podcast here, that was kind of life changing and game changing for me. As far as like the confidence of like, yeah, I do have a good thing going. Like this is working. They liked it. They appreciated it, and they were like, yeah, you're good. Like, and honestly, that two hours that they were sitting here, and you know, we did like an hour podcast, like two hours where we just got to chat and stuff. Yeah. I'll, hey, that's that still, that's still going to go down in a resume. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like literally, I can say when I launched my production studio, because I do my freelance stuff too, and my first client for my production studio is Josh Wolf. Mm-hmm. That's big. That's fucking huge, yeah. And I'm very proud of that. I'm proud that like you should be, three man. months into a podcast, I got Josh Wolf on the couch and I got to produce an episode for him. There you go. And I was a paid producer for And not just that, you have all kinds of people here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, all walks of life, everybody, burlesque dancers, drag... Um, I want everybody in here that's just in the scene of Tulsa. I don't care if you're a comedian, burlesque band. If you have a you know, uh, if you're a guitarist, shit like that. Mm-hmm. If we can have a good conversation, I want to have a rad conversation with you here. And if I can give a spotlight to somebody, do it. I try. I really try to put a lot of effort in my hosting and stuff. Like I try to take it seriously. And uh-huh. I honestly think this is kind of a cheat sheet for it too. I think this. Because this is this is part of what we're talking. You're yeah. investing in yourself, and that's your investment paying off. Yeah. Um, but I'm mean, just like being able to talk and host is what oh. I'm getting at. It's like these, this right here is helping me develop those skills to just go host and riff with people on open mics and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But I, like, like I'm saying, well, I'm 
you're you're correct. I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you. But people are watching. Yeah. So people like him, they're seeing, hey, this guy knows his stuff. Yeah. I'm. He's literally bringing in a professional now to host his open mic, and he he has faith in you because yeah. he knows you now. And it paid off too, because like I talked to him afterwards, and I was like this, you know, this stuff. But I was like, my most important thing is if I get booked, I want the venue to make money. Mm-hmm. If nobody shows up or they didn't sell drinks or food, I feel like I failed them. Yeah. So at that open mic, we had a pretty decent turnout. Even people not even performing, they had a good crowd. We had yeah, a decent yeah. crowd. On a Thursday. Yeah, on a Thursday. And karaoke afterwards had a decent crowd. And Gene came up to me personally afterwards like, dude, you drew a crowd. Like, you brought a crowd. Like, thanks. Like, he was grateful. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, did you guys make money? Because, yeah, we made a lot. We made decent money on food and, and alcohol. I was like, good. That's what I'm happy about. I was like, because if you made money, that means that it was worth the investment of asking me. And that's all I care about. Yes, sir. Because uh, reputation matters. If if you're not making money by booking me, you're not going to book me again. Right, right, you know right. What I mean? And also, like, there's times where I've heard the people get booked and, like, they do nothing to help promote it or do anything like that. Like, that shit's important to me. If I get booked, I'm blasting it on all my socials. I'm doing fucking Instagram reels. As you should. As yeah, you like, should. show, you know, that you're worth it. Yeah. And, I mean, yes, uh, yes. I mean, we all have friends, you know. Yeah. Uh, our friends can just promote it to your friends. And yeah. that's 20 people, 10 people. That's That's already an accomplishment. Yeah. Or, you know what else? We had a newbie that night. Yes, yes, and she was great, and she was fantastic. She was great, fantastic, she, Christy. She, yeah, uh, I can't remember her last name. I, I, for, I for her first time. first time. Wow, but that shit because we promoted it like that, people like that will show and, up. And uh, uh, I don't know if you if you asked her, but she drove all the way from Muskogee. Really? Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I uh, she followed me on Facebook. I think I followed her back. Uh, I can't remember her last name right now, but uh, yeah, she drove all the way from Muskogee. She was and great, I, and I was just like, oh. and that's the shit that was mattered to me. And that's why I was like, even my first hosting time, I want to make sure that she felt welcomed. She felt comfortable. Like, hey, this is what's going to happen. The rules. I know you're probably nervous. Mm-hmm. This is how we're going to treat you. This is how we're going to take care of you. And stuff like that. I want to make sure that she knew it was worth her drive to, you know, coming from Muskogee. That she wasn't, you know, what the fuck did I get myself into? Yeah, because uh-huh. it can be scary when you're doing up, you know, open mic in front of people. Oh man, I remember my first time. I was I was shaking the first time I got off of stage. Yep. I'm not gonna lie. Um, my first time was back in November. <laughs> <Gay>! <laughs> oh, why are you drinking about light? Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually a pretty cool. Because I want I want a ball with the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Uh, actually, um, apparently. <coughs> Apparently, Modelo became the the best selling beer in the USA. Really? After that whole shebang happened, or what? I mean, which I didn't care for it, but I love that. Photo, but you know like, what? Whenever you hear something like Modelo became the best beer in the USA, it makes you proud. For some well, that's because two years older, two years earlier, we already ruined the reputation of Corona. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Not <laughs> yo, if that name got ruined so bad. No, and you know what the crazy part is? Some people were relating it to Corona beer. And then you're like, like it was probably mm, the same people that were attacking the five G towers. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my goodness, the five G towers. Jesus Christ. Everything's cons- conspiracies. Oh, I have what was that? that? Oh, have you never seen that one? We might have to show you that video. Have you ever seen the grapefruit video? No. Um, I have to show you that. Um, oh, all right. Um, it's this sound effect. Interesting. There is a black woman that is a, has a famous YouTube video, and it's instructing women on how to give the best head using a grapefruit. 
Okay. And you cut the side, the ends off of each gra- of the grapefruit, and okay. you place the dick through it, and then you give the head. And she's like, "You're losing weight as you're giving head." And that's her the grapefruit, because <laughs> grapefruit's like I guess a diet thing. Huh. But apparently, it feels amazing. But she tells this whole thing where she's like, "You have to do it blindfolded because the guys will be like, why the fuck are you putting a grapefruit on my dick?'" So you have to like uh. get it warm. She's like, "Cut it off." Put it in the microwave for like 20 seconds, get it warmed up. Like all this fucking prep, and then put it underneath the bed, and then blindfold him, and then act like you're giving him head, and then put the fucking grapefruit on him. And then right. halfway through, take the blindfold off. If we're doing something, you're never going to blindfold yeah. me. I'm sorry. I'm, I, me either. Like, I'm not <laughs> going to be blindfolded, and you're going to have my dick, and you're like anything. No, 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 no. no. I've seen too many porns of those chastity cages and shit like that. That ain't never happened to me. <laughs> no, that's that's a that's gonna be a just no, like mama. the rest of my body. That's my dick no. is claustrophobic. <laughs> that's why I don't use condoms. Anyway, <laughs> damn, uh, my pleasure. Anyway, um, Verskin. <laughs> uh, ooh, <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> Raw. Um, Raw. What else do I got? I got the Pornhub and then my, my favorite one. I did this for uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, never mind. I can't. Kels. My favorite meme or my favorite button. I'm about to go down to Taco Bell and give me a blast. <laughs> King of the Hill, man. It's a classic. Lo- they're bringing it back. Are they? Yeah, they're rebooting it. Everything's getting revived. Yeah, and people are just running out of media. Well, IPs, IPs yeah. are yep. just like it's because people are not willing to take risks. Yep. in making something new. Yeah, I mean, every single thing in the theaters is pretty much a, Mar- a, a comic book movie. And I'm a mm-hmm. big Marvel guy, but like everything, either a franchise, a sequel, or a reboot. Yeah, it's very yeah. rare you get individual uh, like uh, original movies. Yeah, I mean, between me and my son, like Marvel movies is like almost like a religion. Yeah. You just have to watch it on opening weekend. It's it's our thing. Yeah. It's been our thing since ooh, he was four. Um, and I mean, it. We have a blast, man. We um, have a blast. Did you watch the latest Spider? I love my kids, by the way. <laughs> I, love my kids I don't think too. they should be watching this, but in case they are, nah, it's eighteen plus. Yeah, yeah. They they um. Hi. <clears throat> have you seen the latest Spider Verse? Yeah, yeah, fucking amazing. I thought I I think that's one of my mo- like the most beautiful movies ever made. Mm. That movie is gorgeous. It's better than the first one. I agree. And that's so hard to do. Exactly. I that's agree. Really hard to do. Um and if the best one's better? Yeah. This is this is going to go down as a trilogy that's probably one of the best things in cinema. I agree. Period. Um period. I honestly think also and like um did you read comics? Do you read comics at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Miles Morales He's an okay character in the comics. Uh-huh. Honestly, he has not been fleshed out and been like a character that I actually give a shit about until the first movie, the second movie, and then the, the Spider-Man games. Mm-hmm. Those, the games and the movies have really made him a character that people love. And in the comics, he's just not Peter Parker. Can, can, well, the thing about it is people are so... Uh, I'm not going to say people in general, but the change. Change is hard. Yeah. Change is hard for people. Yeah. And when you introduce a new Spider-Man, a lot of people don't want it. Yeah. And I mean, um, I, I I like Miles, you know, the whole uh, black and Latino thing, yeah. Puerto Rican and, and black from New York. Yeah. And it's covering a lot of, a lot of ground that uh, eventually, you know, they're going to add more characters like that. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm all for it, but I also understand why people cannot accept change. Yeah. And uh, I mean, just just think about it. Um, Hulu um, 
Hulu and FX doing the whole uh, Reser uh, Reservation Dogs. Yeah. That was a great show. Yeah. And I, I feel like he's not getting the praise he needs. Or no, he, he, um, he should have gotten. Well, and also, it kind of dawned on me a little bit about that show specifically. Is I, I'm a big Reservation Dogs fan, too. If you notice, that show was FX or like Hulu FX only. It wasn't actually on the FX channel. Oh, okay. Until like this year, like season okay. three, they started putting it out on other stuff, and like it kind of got popular as it like got more streaming. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of like a cult following. It was only on Hulu, and even though Disney owns most of Hulu now, not a lot of people have Hulu, or not a lot of people watch Hulu. That's like Hulu originals. Mm. Like it's one of the lower streamers in the U.S. and, and compared to like Netflix, Max, Disney Plus, and all those. Well, I, I think what happened, you know, when uh, Peacock and <laughs> Peacock yeah. and, um, and uh, these other streamers starting coming out, they started taking out their content from yep. Hulu, and so now it has less and less things. Yeah, because I I used I'm a big SNL guy. Yeah, Saturday Night Live. Um, I used to watch the replay the next day. Yep, now it's because, on Peacock. Yeah, and I Hulu was my, my to go for that. Yeah. And now I got to get Peacock to do that. And I mean, I had Hulu live TV for my wrestling and stuff like that for a while. That was how, that mm -hmm. was what I used everything for. And then now I just tore oh, all the wrestling. Oh, speaking of wrestling, um, um, The Fiend passed yeah, away. Yeah, Bray Wyatt. Yes. And, oh. uh, sorry, guys. I'm really bad with names. Oh, this, I mean, this will come out like a month or two. So like, yeah, man, I, I used to love wrestling growing up, man. I uh, mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, uh, I probably will still watch it, but I I lost the storylines. Like I don't know what's going I on. I switched to AEW, and I have not looked back since. Okay, uh, AEW has not let me down. Um, the company treats its fans kind of like how we talked about with stand up comedy. Like you don't want to treat your audience like an idiot. Mm -hmm. AEW, the storylines pay off. Like there's things that are like Game of Thrones, where like there's two year plus storylines that are very interwoven and stuff in, in the complex. Game of Thrones, but like it's in wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, um, dude. They just pulled off a massive achievement. I don't know if you heard about their Wembley show. Mm -mm. AEW is only five years old or less than five years old. Right, right, right. Yeah. They sold out Wembley Stadium on Sunday. 81,000 people. Wow. They set the record for the biggest wrestling show in the world. Wow. And when I say that, it's because WWE held those records for years. But WWE has lied about the numbers. They inflate them. They count everybody. Oh, man, you don't trust Vince McMahon. Man. He's even on a podcast and said that they inflate those numbers. It's, it's actually out there. So, like, the biggest one was, like, WrestleMania 32. It was, like, 101,000 people in Texas or something like that. Uh -huh. They counted everybody that was working there, the medical personnel, everybody, not just paid attendance. Mm. And they, they counted everything. So the actual Arlington, Texas number was, like, 80,000 people. And they say on TV it's 101,000. Mm -hmm. So it's a bullshit number that's made up. Have you ever been to a WrestleMania? Not a WrestleMania. I've been Man. to Raw, SmackDown, and I've been to NXT. Okay, okay. I would love to go to a WrestleMania. Once I want to go to an AEW now. Like, that oh, okay. just sounds awesome. Like, they, they sold out Wembley, and it was fucking an incredible fucking uh, show. Yeah. Like, I, I probably need to jump back on and, and check this out, man. Dude, I think you would love AEW because, like, the, the wrestling's great. It's phenomenal. The storylines make sense. Well, it was founded by a wrestler, right? Uh, It's from, founded by Whoa, multiple like, like yeah. a Well, like a Cody, big... Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega. Mm. And... uh. It was formed based on basis off of a bet. What was the other wrestling promotion that was out a few years TNA? ago? TNA. Now it's Impact Wrestling. They changed their name. Which is oh, now I thought Impact was only one of their shows. No, it was. So they, they had Impact as the name of the show, and then they rebranded the entire company as Impact Wrestling. Because oh, okay. Somebody... Are, they still, are they still out there? Yeah. Um, yeah. On, on TV or not? Uh, I think they're on like some really low like access TV or something like that. Okay. Um, okay. But they're a small, small company. Yeah. Um, 
they they had their height and then they just didn't grow. They didn't. Yeah, because they, they they brought back Sting for a while. Yeah, <laughs> look at that. That's Which now cool. he's in AEW and oh. he's doing great. He's still around. Yeah. Wow, bro. Yeah. Wow, like active. Okay. okay. Like active, active. They treat Sting like a legend. He is a legend. And like WWE kind of treated him bad whenever they brought him brought him in that last year. Mm, yeah, because they and plus they uh, weren't they trying to do like a Undertaker Sting match and, and it never, never happened. Never happened. Undertaker, Undertaker, also a legend. Look at that, dude. They, they they let him like have his full thing, and he's still doing type top rope dives and shit. This is a coffin match. Right. He did a fucking coffin match. And, and he's not a small dude. No. Like I'm surprised he's still doing it. Man, right. you remember a few years ago they had the the thing about Edge coming back for the Royal. He came Rumble? back for a bit. Oh man, I was, man when I saw that video, I was I was almost crying too. I was like, oh my god, Edge. Oh, okay. And there's talks he might be going to AEW because Christian's there wrestling. Oh, okay. Christian's back. Uh, and he was also in Impact, right? Yeah, for a while. Christian Cage still going. It he, oh my god! Um, if you ever get back into it, his storyline right now is the funniest fucking thing. Christian, so there's a championship called the TNT Championship. It's like the Intercontinental. It's like the secondary title. Mm-hmm. He has a. You remember back in the day there was like X Pac and Kane. Like, yeah, remember yeah, yeah. Kane, like the big brooding guy. Yeah, yeah. There's the new AEW version. His name's Luchasaurus. He's a he's a basically a luchador dinosaur kind of thing. He's like a big brooding dark character like Kane. Really? Christian manages him. Okay. Luchasaurus won the TNT title. Christian Cage, or Christian, wears the title and acts like he's the champion and does nothing but tell him, like, people shouldn't be walking around with championships they didn't earn. And he's just wearing it nonstop, representing himself as the champion. Nice, but every nice. time he looks back, he's like, I mean, him, him, him he's the champion. <laughs> and it's just this nonstop thing where he's always acting like he's this badass champion and making fun of other people that are not real champions. Uh-huh. And it's just this genius character and the crowd fucking hates him. <sighs> he also rags on wrestlers that have dead dads. He makes fun of people. Like oh, okay. he is savage about making fun of dead parents. That's, That's his crazy. character now. <laughs> That's crazy. He made fun of uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry and his dad is famously Luke Perry from 90210. Mm. So he made a whole bunch of dad jokes against him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that reminds me i was watching a uh stand-up on netflix i forgot her name you know uh she she's funny I, I i i need to remember her name but like she did five minutes on her dead mom and she was like calm down it's gonna get yeah. funny you're gonna forget that she's dead yeah I'm like <laughs> and you did you know by the time by the time you know you're you're done with the joke you're like oh yeah that is sad never mind it's like pete davidson doing the 9-11 jokes his dad died in 9-11. Yeah. Man, um, what was that guy? Oh, did you ever see that? Um, do you know who Steve uh, Ranazizi is? I think his name is. He was a comedian. He was on that show called The League on FX. I heard about the show. And I, I, I never watched it. Um, he was an actor on there, and he's a comedian and stuff like that. He made up that he was in 9-11. <gasps> what? And he had this story that he was basically in one of the towers in 9-11. He had this whole long story. Uh-huh. And uh, then it got leaked out that, no, he made it up. And then there's an episode, I think it's like The Breakfast Club, where Pete Davidson's on there with everybody, and they're talking about this guy, like, listening to this guy confess that he made the whole thing up while Pete Davidson's on The Breakfast Club, you know, and his dad really died about it. And he's listening to this guy talk about his made-up fucking 9-11 story. Because that's what wow. got him famous and got him viral, was he talked about how you... <laughs> wow. Yeah, piece damn, of Damn, fake it till you make it, but damn. Yeah. 
I was in seventh grade when 9 11 happened. I was in sixth. Yeah, I remember I was in computer lab. Okay. What happened? We were on the on the computers and like everybody was like dial up internet and shit like that. And we were playing fucking like E bombs world and shit mm, like that. Nah, that was that was a that was a crazy world back then. Honestly. I remember they had um, this is weird. They probably still do it. You remember back in the day, you go to school and they'd wheel in the TV and it'd be strapped to the fucking thing, mm-hmm. the big fucking uh, like the CRT TV and it's strapped to the fucking big ass fucking stand and they'd have a VHS stand underneath or t- player underneath that mm-hmm. and they'd have to wheel it into each. Uh, classroom that they would want to talk or use a you know a video. Yo, I remember when uh, teachers used to have to use the uh, the the clear papers to write down stuff on the projector. Oh, on the projector, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, back in the days, man. I, I went to back to school night uh, with my son not long ago. Man, everything's different. Went to one last oh night. Oh my yep. god! Computers. The teacher, had a, the teacher had a big touch screen and like yeah, man, man. Teacher was. <sighs> It was kind of cracking me up that this teacher had this big ass touchscreen like uh, display of her desktop, and mm-hmm. she's doing this PowerPoint thing. It's 2023, and she still didn't know that you can't use nails on a touchscreen. Oh, so she's sitting there and just trying to tap these fucking buttons with her long ass nails. And I'm like, use your actual finger. Yeah, just use your finger. Like, uh, uh. Like, you're just cutting into the screen. You're just cutting into the screen. Like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> she's one of those ladies that like has to have a stylus for her phone. You know what I mean? Uh. Uh, speaking of which, okay, so <laughs> the dedication system, I'm not, I'm not going to get into all that, yeah. uh, but it's funny because uh, I met one of my son's teachers, and like, it was back to school night, so you you, wa- you walk there, and literally it was like, I'm so-and-so, I'm her teacher, this is our syllabus, uh, so yeah, and you're just like, yeah, and she just looks at you, and you just look at them, and I'm just like I'm the parent, yeah. you're you're selling, sell me something, yeah, <laughs> sell me something that you're here to. Well, I mean, I would teach. rather have that than my this last one. Like I have a like so my daughter's <laughs> teacher is out like on maternity leave, so they have a sub of a sub mm-hmm. basically representing them for like a month until Halloween basically, and so she's not really like invested or not the real teacher, right? And so like we get there and she just kind of rambles. It just rambles for like 35 minutes of just like life stories and stuff like that. And I'm just like, is anybody fucking listening to this bitch? Like nobody's like, like I look at all the, par- the parents. And they're just like all looking at their watch. Like what the fuck? Like she's talking about <laughs> just random shit like back in her day. And like, she's really sweet and stuff. Yeah. But then he starts, she starts talking about how she has ADHD and she likes to just like, she has this much of attention span. And then it starts to make sense. Like, Oh, they hired this lady to teach First graders with mm. no attention spans. And wow, wow, that was not okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it it was funny because she was just like, "All right," and I was like, "Okay, all right, yeah. we'll go to the next class." Thank you so much. Yeah, well, and it's like I have a daughter too. That's like very uh, I don't know the opposition defiant, but like very headstrong. Uh huh. It's so like even at like five year old six year old when she's in kindergarten, like we had trouble with the teachers were like. If a kid can tell that they can push you over, my kid would be the only kid that's just going to walk right over you. Mm-hmm. Like, if you give them an inch, they're going to give them a mile. They're, like, my kid's very, like, can find the loophole and everything kind of thing. Like, that's how I was. Just that brain of, like, you know, what can I do? I'm mischievous kind of shit. Like, that's what my, da- my daughter just is. And so, like, there's been teachers that have been really great with her that are like, oh, we know how she can be. Uh-huh. And then there's teachers that didn't. And you can see the obvious difference. <laughs> nice, <laughs> and, nice. See, school has changed a lot. And, uh... 
since I was little. Yeah. Because I remember when I was little, there were classes that would teach young Latino kids to speak English, right? And now that I go back, you know, 20-some years later uh, to my son's school, middle school now, uh, now they're actually having classes to teach regular American kids how to speak Spanish. Yeah. That's just mind-boggling to me. I mean, I had I had speech growing up, just learned how to say English words correctly. <laughs> uh-huh. And I just like, well, what, what is this big change? Because you, oh, um, uh, in fifth grade, uh, man, I, I don't know if I'm if this is too personal or not. Uh, in fifth grade, I was I was uh, one out of four Mexican kids in the whole fifth grade, and now it's like more than half of school is Mexican. Yeah, or Latino. I don't want to offend nobody. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 a big change. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I, I don't know how I, I don't know what this says about the future, but yeah. like I said, my first uh, open mic was at the the Tulsa Comedy Club yeah. back in November. But besides that, um, I don't I don't know. Like, did you just jump in back to doing open mics, or did you kind of? Because okay, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Before I even decided. To, me and my friend, my friend Danny, shout out to Danny, how you doing? Um, we we were thinking about doing open mics, so we were Keep researching. We were researching about where to go, and the Tulsa Comedy Club uh, popped up. And then I kind of looked more into it, more into it, and then you know, the cellar, the uh, Starlight uh, Hunt, all all those things came up, and uh, I actually went to each one, the Lunivan. I actually went to each one and just looked for like three weeks. Just looked, just looked. I'm like, oh, how does they do it? How do they do it? And one day I just finally decided to go up. Really? Yeah. But like I said, I was, I was first, first I was a fan than anything else. So. Well, mine was, I, I, I'm kind of in a unique position where like we talked about before, mine's a drive everywhere I go. So like I didn't really do that. It was more like if. If I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna have to waste the gas to do it. So like, it was like one of those things where like I just saw it on Facebook. Like, you know, like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And so like, when I go up there, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna do it. Um, and even now, like, it's hard for me to you know justify. You know, I I paid off my car, paid off my house, and stuff like that. But I try to live really lean, and I DoorDash to pay for the bills right now. Okay. Um, I it's hard for me to justify to go to somebody's show an hour out if I'm not on it. Sometimes you know what I mean. Like I want to be supportive and stuff like that, but it's, sometimes it's a long drive. That's a lot of wasted gas. We talked about open mics. Like we're not yeah. getting paid. Yeah, yeah, it's an investment. Um, it's a passion. Yeah, it's a passion. Now, where I do draw the line there is like I also try to I want to support my friends stuff like that, and also a lot of this is networking. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not performing, you do want to be on those crowds because you don't know who you're going to meet. Yeah. yeah. And um, dude, we were we met me me and you talked to each other at Shelly Belly. Yeah. Or whatever exactly. her name was. Shelly Belly. Yeah. Her name's, uh, Mainly because Roscoe, yeah, you know, yeah. was, was the opener, right? Yeah, Roscoe hosted it and like and invited both me and you out. Yeah, and yeah. we kind of hit it off just chocolate on the couch there. Man, Roscoe again, great guy. Yeah, uh, shout out to Roscoe. Nick Danks, he's great. Isaiah, yeah. Uh, Katie Styles, love her. Trash. I mean, and I, whoever I'm forgetting, I'm sorry. It's just a lot there's, of people. There's just so much talent, and there's so many people. Nicola, that are... Trevor Carrion. That's Trevor Carrion. That's a monster. Shout yes. out to. To Trevor, shout out to him. There's just so much talent here, and then there's also some people Cepeda. that are not, Cepeda, that are not assholes. Like, yeah, they're, yeah. No, they're good they're people. Cool they're dudes. talented, and they're not assholes. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just like you said, I want to vibe with those people. 
I don't care how long you've been in the scene. Like, I, I don't care if you've been on the scene a year or three years, yeah. five years, a month. If you're putting in the work and you're doing the effort and you're a good piece of person, not really a piece of shit, I kind of yeah. want to talk to you on the podcast. And there's, like, no wax on, wax off to comedy. No. Like, you got to keep trying. I mean, soon enough, you're going to you're gonna realize it, it's not for you, or maybe it is. Yeah. But you never know. But, man, I, I'm going to tell you, uh, have, have you ever had a set that you actually, like an open mic or whatever, you, that you actually went back to your city and you said, like, I bond? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first time it was. I, I, a lot of my sets that I even I've, I've shown people or I've shown clips, there's clips I have on YouTube that I'm not even proud of. Where I'm like, that didn't, wasn't a good set, but I've shown it to other people. I'm like, you should put that out. I'm like, okay, I guess. But, like, I, to me, it's not good enough. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it just happened naturally. You know what? Um, one day I was uh, at the cellar, and I, this was probably, like, my fifth time maybe doing an open mic. And uh, I was there with Roscoe. Roscoe, hey. Uh, like, so many people signed up, right? And he's like, are you going to do you, when do you want to go? I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, oh, okay, I'll put you on first. All right, cool. So I went yeah. back to my seat, and I started talking to uh, Connor. Um, I forget his last Connor name. Connor Farrell? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, is that him? Sorry, off the mic. Is that the one that, that has, like, really dark comedy? Yeah, Connor Farrell. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I only making one. But, hey, I sat He'll be on here next week. Uh, oh, I, I just I just talked to him today. I booked him. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I sat next, and that's the thing. That's the, that. That's what I love. Yeah. Like I sat next to him. We chopped it up. We talked. Yeah. And he was just a cool dude. Yeah. And he's like, he. I go back to my seat. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? And he's like, so what? What? What number are you? What's your spot? He's like, uh, I was like first. He's like, hmm. And I'm just like. Hmm? <laughs> and yeah, the first spot sucks. sucks. I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna say that it's not undoable. Yeah. But whenever you're first, you're like, you're, you're setting the tone. You're setting the tone, and and yeah, that was a humbling experience. I, I honestly think though that the first person and the last person, the uh, it's kind of like wrestling. Like those are good spots if the promoter or the booker knows who to put in those spots too. Mm-hmm. And nothing against you or anything like that, but like, it, it's a sink or swim kind of spot on both those spots. Right. Um. If you crush it, you're going to crush it really well and set the tone. If you do bad, you're going to do really bad and set the tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it is kind of a thing that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know all the things to do yeah. to, in open mics or comedy or whatever, but, man, you learn what not to do. Yeah. You learn what not to do. I mean, everything's a lesson. Yeah. Everything and, is a lesson there. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, um, we were at the – oh. <laughs> this is not, this, I'm not I'm just gonna break down this story real fast. Go ahead. Uh somebody somebody was doing a really racist joke. A really racist joke. How racist was it? No. Like <laughs> bad. Like <laughs> like like I, I I had to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like I was like, okay, it started bad. Let me keep listening. And then they brought up the racist thing again and the and and even more people were sounding sounding out. Yeah. And I just like, yeah, this didn't go anywhere. I thought he was gonna bring it back to something funny and yeah. maybe crush it. And no, it was just a racist statement all around. Yeah. I mean, er- <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> There's some people that get that live mic, and that's kind of like we talked about like the Looney Bins rules sometimes on here. I love uh, the Looney Bin rules. I like the Looney Bin rules. Um, I appreciate them for what they are. Mm-hmm. Um. 
You got to walk before you run. Well, yeah, but not only that, but when you look at it from their point of view of, like, they are booking national talent and booking real people for actual paid tickets. Mm -hmm. And the open mic is before the paid guests that are already there. They're handing a live mic to a complete stranger in front of paid guests. Of course they're going to have fucking rules. Otherwise, they're just stupid. Right, right, Um, right, right. That's just how to run a business. Mm -hmm. And when you look at it from that point of view, it's really not that bad. No, no. Because... Yeah, you can't say fuck or something like that on the stage if you're fucking going on an open mic. Oh well, work around it. Yeah. Um there I had one of my best jokes there because I was scared of being too dirty, I guess. Okay. Um I have a, cho- a joke where I was talking about people doing cocaine. I didn't know if they wanted me to actually say cocaine on the stage or not. You know, I could say mm-hmm. it, but like I didn't know how far they wanted me to go into it. So I was like, you know, all those people and I was about to say cocaine cocaine, I was like, Oh, you mean those uh I know I'm going to keep you clean here. Um, Eric Clapton fans. I don't like that. <laughs> and it made everybody laugh. And that became part of the joke now because that worked better than just saying cocaine. But yeah, it worked there because I changed it up and I didn't say, you know, I was worried about that kind of stuff. And it let my creativity work. And sometimes you need those restrictions and those limitations to kind of get that stuff working. That And also that little challenge because it makes you change your vocabulary. Yeah. And uh, then, you know, you're really being tested. Yeah. That that's to me that's like one of the 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 you're always doing homework. Yeah. You're doing homework. You're testing out, you're you're working on yourself. You're trying to find out if you can if you can make a clean joke and yeah. make people laugh. You should know your audience. Yeah. Um that's another thing. It's like I have this joke. Um I'm bisexual. Mm. Um I was not aware. Yeah. Uh, I've talked about it on here. Uh, <laughs> no, but like, I uh, just like, no, no, no. this is a really sarcastic <laughs> podcast, people. Like and subscribe. Well, I didn't know if you're. I couldn't hear your sarcasm from your accent. And then I was like, does that make me racist? <laughs> <laughs> Man, sarcasm has gotten me in a lot of trouble. <laughs> no lie. Like, like um, uh, sometimes you got to explain to people if he sounds really wild. And I'm saying it with a straight face. Yeah. I probably don't mean it. So I always tell people, if you're doubting on what I said, yeah, and it sounds wild to you, ask me twice. Yeah. And then I'll say, like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know? But sarcasm, not, not everybody can handle sarcasm. Well, I've had people like tell me like I'm not I'm not gay enough to do certain material, basically. I'm not flamboyant enough to do certain material. And like I have this joke where I talk you're about You're not gay enough. Basically, yeah. Hmm. Uh, you're I, not I, Mexican enough. Well, basically, I'm you're not, not white enough. I don't. I'm not fully gay, so I shouldn't say the word fag, or mm. I shouldn't say uh, too risque shit because I'm not fully gay. Like basically, I should be up there going like this and be all flamboyant and stuff like that, and then I can say uh. whatever I want. Um, I have this joke where I say like I'm I'm bi. I'm a faggot timeshare. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good joke, and. At the same time, I know that's a deeply that uh, that word can hit different. It, honestly, yeah, like yeah, me yeah. and Roscoe workshopped. I was like, I've said queer timeshare, I've said gay timeshare, but faggot just hits harder. He goes, Yeah, it's a better syllables. Like it's more syllables. It mm-hmm. hits harder. And if you're allowed to say that word, say it. Like it's just like that's your word. And I worked on it multiple times, but also I change it up. And like at Looney Bin, I'll say queer timeshare. It still gets mm-hmm. around, but I know my fucking audience. Right, right. I'm right. not gonna d- drop the hard F, even though I can say it. Um, because that's not gonna get me anything. But uh, can you uh, say it though? I mean, I mean, yeah. still, I yeah, I can say it. Oh, okay, okay. I can say it. Oh, you can say. Oh, I can say oh, it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it, I can say it. Like, there's so many rules now. I know. There's so many rules. I sidetrack them. Um, 
I do Ooh. it with a I do it with a wink and a nod. Uh-huh. Um, so that's why I'm like I'm gay. I, I'm bi. I'm a faggot timeshare. I do it with a smile. And like uh-huh. um, my opening joke, we talked about the midget thing. You were like, you were like, oh, I don't want you to be offended by it. Mm-hmm. My opening joke I talked about, and I've said it before, is uh, I say, isn't it weird how in 2023 we still can't say the R word, but it's somehow okay again to say the word midget? Hmm. And then I pause for a second and I go, it's fucking retarded. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my joke. Yeah. And I did upset with Nick Danks. Shout out to Nick Danks. Uh, he put me on the Rose Lounge. Yeah, yeah. And I opened with that Nick. joke. Opened with that joke. Right before I go up, a black little person walks into the bar and uh, hops up on a bar stool <laughs> right, right there where I'm about to perform. Like, it's close to me to you. Wow. And I'm like, should I do that joke? But then I'm also subscribing to that thing. I don't know which comedian said it, but like, if you're uncomfortable saying the word around that person, you shouldn't be saying that joke. Uh-huh. Or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you're not confident enough to say it, you shouldn't be saying it yeah. at all. So I just fucking just did it with full confidence. He fucking laughed his ass off. And he was like, yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm not making fun of midgets. I'm saying the fucking yeah. the, the idea of it. I, I think there has to be a point when we come back and realize Context. comedians. Con- context, comedians, jokes shouldn't be penalized. No. Context and intent are very important. Yeah, because I'm a big Dave Chappelle fan. Like, Same. huge. I mean, Dave Ch- the Chappelle show, I mean, I grew yeah. up on it. Still, yeah. Uh, I mean, Tom Segura, you know. Um, man, I, I'm just dropping all kinds of names. Yeah. In the Spanish side, man. Like, okay, um, I'm going to pause this right here uh, a little bit just to explain a little bit of oh, how it was for me growing up. Um I I can fully speak Spanish. Yeah. I I was uh uh I was raised in Mexico till I was nine. So I already had all this language to- soaked in. Yeah. And then you come over here and learn another language, and uh, you just keep progressing. Um, we, we are. It's 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 kind of I'm, I'm I can think in Spanish and think in English, so it almost feels like you're two different people. Yeah. And then uh, I know it's, it's gonna sound weird. Um, like I can be thinking in Spanish right now, and you wouldn't know, but I'm still doing it. And uh, <laughs> but you still listen to the culture, listen to the jokes. Um, I mean, the first night we met, uh, I was actually at a uh, my sister's party and a uh, birthday party, and um, <clears throat> yes. Just from uh, being there, I I went and said hi to Roscoe at the at the comedy club, and like all these things, you know, you're trying you're trying to stretch yourself out to, yeah. uh, to be, um, to be yourself, and it, it's it's weird because you want to do the comedy thing, you also want to be a family person, you're and uh, yeah, 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 and uh, and like I said, everything everything's like I'm I'm stretching myself a lot. Just because of that. In content, too. Netflix. I mean, Netflix. Look at Netflix. How many shows you don't watch because there's so many? Yeah. Now, you got to think about how many shows I have to watch. Well, I want to watch them, too. I'm, yeah. I don't have to. It's not, it's not like, forced. <laughs> and uh, now, I have all this content in Spanish. I have all this content in English. I will never get around to it. Yeah. Actually, I have a, I have a couple friends uh, in the Spanish side and the... And the English side, whenever there's like a new meme or like uh, something went viral, and I and I didn't get 
in the loop. Yeah. I'll be texting this person, hey, so what's up with this girl crying out loud that there's somebody else in the airplane? Oh, well, check this out. This and this and this and this and this. And then I'm like, oh, so what's up with this? Um, like in the Spanish side. Yeah. So what's up with this comedian? Why is he getting canceled? This and this and this and this. And I'm just like, oh, okay. But you also want to stay in the loop yeah. in everything you can. Yeah. And uh, I, I need help. <laughs> I, I get help. Um, let me ask you this. Do you use WhatsApp? No. Have you have you ever? Yes. Do you have family members that use it or anything? Not really. I was just going to ask. It's like uh, a lot of bilingual families and stuff like that. And a lot of families that I've seen, like even my, my past, like WhatsApp was very prominent in those families. Uh, more so than even like regular text messages. Like everybody had like a family chat. And it's just like a thing that, that happened in like a lot of bilingual companies or families uh. that I've seen a lot. WhatsApp's very popular with like bilinguals. Oh, WhatsApp is like probably the best messaging app in whole Latin America. Yeah. Like, I, I believe it's because it, it's the first free one that you you just put your phone number in it. And uh, like like we're saying, it's free. Yeah. And uh, back in Mexico, I don't know about now, so don't quote me on anything. Yeah. But like even a few years ago, it was all about recharging your phone, like putting putting more money in it. There there was no plans like T-Mobile or Cricket, Unlimited, text messaging, this and that, this and that. So something like WhatsApp came yeah. up and save a whole, save a lot of people money. Yeah. So that's why it got so big. And that's like, I, I worked cell phones for years, mm -hmm. like, like almost 15 years. I was in AT&T, US, other T-Mobile. Oh, so you know a lot more than I do. Well, just like, I, I, that's what I was, that's where a lot of my finances came from and stuff like that. I was like, I was, my career was in cell phone sales. Uh -huh. Um, Yeah, people didn't realize the differences that would happen between different countries of like, you know, you go to England or something like that, and it's not like like the U.S. where it's like, okay, I'm going to put this phone on a 24-month installment plan or a two-year contract or anything like that, and then I have my plan and stuff like that. No, England is stuff like that. You just go to the store and you buy your phone full price, and then you just buy a plan with it separately. And you just pick your carrier or whoever you want to get. Like, you just buy the iPhone or the Android, and then it's like, okay, mm -hmm. here's six different, you know, uh, companies you want to pick your plan with, and you pick it, and that's it. Um, Mexico and stuff like that, you're talking about it's a lot of more prepaid or just load money on load minutes mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's just a different cultural setup for that country versus what we're used to in the U.S. And it's the jarring thing is like, I hate it. I fucking hate it. But you'd have it where like, I'd be working in T-Mobile or something like that. And you'd have people coming in from other countries and they're there for like an international plan or something like that. And it's a jarring experience to come to the U.S. and see what our plans are like and stuff. And I hated it. I don't know where I'm going with this fucking tangent. We're just talking uh, about fucking cell phone right, plans. Right, but like, right. just it's like the differences on that. Hey, like, hey, we you got you people, gotta learn something. Well, people from be talking. People be talking or be treated less because they came from like different countries like that, and they'd be like wanting those prepaid minute phones. And people would call like be like, oh, they're only doing <laughs> those prepaid trap phones, trap phones, stuff like that. But like in certain countries, that's all it was. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the culture of the cell phone market was. And like when they get to the U.S., they were looked down as like lesser on or like. That, we treat that like a metro or like a cricket or something like that, or like the prepaid side is like a the lesser cell phones in our country. Mm. Whereas in certain countries, that's all there is, or that's how the predominant thing is. And so you would have people that are like professors and fucking like, you know, and like high paid actors or athletes and stuff like that. And they're like, they're, they're well off, but they have prepaid service because they come from those certain countries and they'd be looked down on because of just their service. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's just how the country was. Like, right, <laughs> right, it, right. And to yeah. them, they're just like, it's just just normal fucking cell phone service. That's yeah. Just, that's just what they're used to. <laughs> and like I said, like apps like WhatsApp, I mean, yeah. they they're, they were a game changer. Yeah. And no wonder Facebook bought it. I mean, yeah. 
they knew what they have. They knew all the people that already signed into it. I mean, guys, uh, you also got to think of, man, we can get into so many conversations here. Yeah. Uh, it's all, all about the numbers. Yeah. The more people that are into an app, the, the more valuable it is to a company. Yeah. Even though it's free to us, yeah. it's it's worth. It's the ad revenue. Yeah. The, that, uh, the ad revenue and the ad uh, information you're getting from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched The Last Week Tonight with John Oliver on mm -hmm. Matt. Uh, oh, that's a great show. It's a fantastic show. He See, did. I mean, look at I me. Mean, you wouldn't even think I watch all these things, man. It's a great show. Like, one of my favorite movies um, is going to sound weird. Babe. Oh, no. uh, babe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the piggy. Um, uh, that'll, that'll do, pig. It's Dodgeball. Oh, I love Dodgeball. Dodgeball, man. Dodge, they're, they're, dip, dog, dodge and dive. Yeah. Yeah, like there's movies like that that cannot be made now, but yeah. and I mean Tropic Thunder. Trop oh yeah, oh, Tropic Thunder god. would never get made now. Oh my god, that but that's the that's another thing that we went back to. It's not about what you're doing. Yeah, it's the intent. Yep. And I mean, you can tell it was made pure for laughter. For yeah. you know, uh, we're trying to serve a uh, a certain time of dem demographic doing this movie, and I cracked up. Do you remember time. like? They had protests from like the Special Olympics or like people with needs about like them saying never go full retard and stuff like that in that movie, but mm -hmm. they didn't have protests for Robert Downey Jr. playing a black guy. You cannot like, hate Robert Downey Jr. No. though. But the genius of that was like he was playing an actor that like they're making fun of actors. A British that do that. actor, yeah, yes. not not even an American, a yeah. British actor, Australian, playing, uh, Australian. Australian. Yes, there you go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. No, Don't sorry. kill me. It's, it's mistakes, humans. <laughs> Yeah. 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 British criminals. Uh, exactly, <laughs> man. That's wow. what Australians are. You know, you know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's some history for you. There we go. Oh, we're going to get that Australian oh, demographic man. up. Uh, go like and subscribe. Go choke on your fucking Vegemite. Posi positivity 2023, yeah. guys. We're, we're tired of uh, this negativity. Yeah. Uh, this whole I just don't like drama. Trolling, I just... drama. Um, that, that might have been cool maybe yeah. back in 2015 i don't know i don't know what's cool uh but like let's let's just come back to you know being supportive yeah. and being cool let's just be cool people well, it's like we, i don't even want this to be a fucking gatekeeping thing no i no, don't no. want this to turn into that i want this to be for everybody that's putting in the fucking work you know what i mean yeah. like we talked about like if you're doing the work to be a comedian or an entertainer in tulsa come on yeah yeah there uh, you go I never want to be like a gatekeeper or label like that. And like I've, I've encountered those, that shit here and, from time to time. And like my response is let's just fucking bulldoze them down. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I mean, <I'm> not... <laughs> that's just how I feel. Like I'll stay quiet. I'll build my own empire kind of thing. And I'll bulldoze you the fuck down. Yeah. Like, a, <laughs> like, like the squat team. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I just, maybe this is just getting too, uh, meta. No, or no, no. That. You no, talk, like, talk, talk, man, well, talk, talk. I, my biggest thing is I hate wasted potential. I can see something, and I can see like the potential of something. Like you ever watch a good B B plus movie? And you're like, man, yeah. if they tweaked like just a little bit, it would be a fucking like all time great. And it's kind of a little bit of disappointment. We talked about Power Rangers. Yeah, that movie was a good B movie. Yeah, if they tweaked oh, oh, the, the remake, guys, 2017, yeah, the 2017 remakes of Power Rangers. If they tweaked a few little things, ideally, like and subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they tweaked a few things, got rid of the fucking Krispy Kreme, and you know made Rita a little bit better, mm. I think. Some things could have been tweaked, and they could have made a pretty good franchise out of that. Yeah. But uh, for now, it's just a lost franchise. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, apparently, uh, uh, they're they're rebooting the series now. And uh, Netflix. Yo, did you watch the 30-year anniversary yes. special? It was pretty good. Yeah. Wow. They dealt with Trini's death pretty drastically. Yeah. They actually said, 
Rita killed her. I, I know. Rita, spoiler alert for those that don't know, in the 30th anniversary on Netflix, of like, it's like called like Once and Again, Power Rangers uh, Once and Again or something like that. What? Once Upon a Time or something like that. Yeah, Once a Ranger, once a ranger Always a Ranger. Yeah. And there we, we lost our females <laughs> viewers again. <laughs> don't well, worry. We'll, for the we'll, first five minutes of the, movie, of the show, they fucking have Rita Repulsor murder Trini. Just straight up murder her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the driving force of this whole fucking yeah. show. Whenever I saw it, I was like, oh, this this will get good. And you then know? like the two like my favorite unintentionally hilarious part of that show was that you could obviously tell that they could only get Zach and Billy back. Yeah. yeah. And then like everybody else in the suits were just dramatic actors in the green and red ranger suits. So, like when Trini dies, you see Billy and Zach take off their helmets. They're like <sighs> Like it's all good, and then you see like the Green but, Ranger, Ranger, Red Ranger in the background going, "No!" <laughs> it's just a dude in a suit. Yeah, because I mean, even think I know we were talking about drama like in in Tulsa comedy, yeah. uh, but uh, even shows like that they had drama behind the scenes, yeah. and sometimes those documentaries about the drama behind the scenes is actually even better than the actual series. Yeah, I mean that's what replaced the first, yeah. the red, the yellow, and the black Ranger on the. Mighty Morphin. Yeah. Uh, money. Money. Yeah, money. They wanted more money and they were like, nope, we're going to recast them. <laughs> but, but, and that's that, we're, and we're going back to the actors and writers' strike. Yeah. Money on something that's really profitable yeah. is always going to be an inconvenience. Yeah. Because, I mean, they, I mean, look at it. They, it was, first of all, uh, I, it was really cheap. Yes. To make it. well, not cheap because everything costs money. Yeah, everything costs money, guys. But so. compared to everything else around that time, mm -hmm. it was super cheap because yeah. they were just borrowing footage from Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, the the series was uh, uh, Super Sentai, then yep. became the Power Rangers in the U.S. Yep. Then Mexico, Latin America, and this is this is kind of weird because he bought the rights to the Super Sentai, right? Yeah. And then he they bought the rights worldwide, and. And now wherever, like, Super Sentai is still just Japan only, and then yeah. Power Rangers is worldwide. But it's just, like, crazy because they bought the, like, you make the show, somebody wants to buy the rights for outside Japan, and you're fine with it. You yeah. just kind of sold your whole legacy away. The same thing happened to Transformers? Mm-hmm. Transformers was Takara Tomy, and, like, yeah. and Takara was a company. Yeah. And all these different toys were like a Diaclone, and like they were like three different companies in Japan. Yeah, yeah. shout out to Toy Galaxy. I mean, uh, yeah. Secret Galaxy. Secret Galaxy now, yeah. Man, there's so much. There's I don't know why I get like like really excited when I I watch shows that tell you stories behind yeah. that. Did you ever saw the the toys that made us on Netflix? Yeah, on Netflix it's a great show. Oh my god, I can watch the, every they did episode. The, the movies that made us also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great shows, man. That great was shows. fascinating. Like, there's even shows like. Uh, movies. I'm not like, like the best Nightmare Before Christmas guy. Like I'm not. That's not my favorite movie of all time. My kids yeah. love it. Yeah. But yeah. like even watching. It's like, not even that long of a movie if no. you think about it. Um, it's not even a Tim Burton movie. No, exactly. And, but they slapped Everybody the name. It. They yep. slapped the name of him. On that it. was a fascinating watch just to learn the backstory about that. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, cause he was doing Batman. Yep. And that's why he couldn't really work on it. But you know, you you gotta send your your uh, your. B characters to yeah. you know handle that for you. Uh, one I will recommend to you. Um, it's on Max, and I don't know if you have Max. I'll I'll give him my login if you need it. Sure. Um, sure. they did. So like, uh, no, he's not giving me his <laughs> password. Is, no, we're not password. No, 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 no. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Yeah, hit that notification bell. Um, <laughs> wrong. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so you know James Gunn. Do you know who he is? Yeah, yeah. So like, he's the head of DC now. Because mm -hmm. like, now he's gonna be over all of DC. Yeah. Over another guy. 
Um, they're basically trying to lay out the blueprint of like what to do with the DC universe because the DC yeah. movies have not been that great. Uh huh. Um, hey, uh, so, sorry to cut you off. Ezra Miller and Kane, uh, 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 Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors is not the same crime, guys. No. Let, let's just put it out. No, not at how it is. It's not the same crime. And uh, not at all. Not at all. And please stop defending Day. Yeah. Um. Ezra. Ezra. Yeah. Uh, because he heard a lot of people, but that's it. It's not the same crime. It's not the same crime. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, the Flash was an okay movie. I like. I, I, I like. I've seen it. Um. It, it's on Max now. They just not put it on this week. Ah. Um. If you're a Supergirl fan, you may not be the best entertained, but like if you're a Batman fan, oh, you'll like it. Oh, she, Flash, Flash hey, fan. that girl's playing Supergirl is gorgeous. Though. Oh, she's good. Um, I mean, you'll watch it. I mean, it's, yeah. she's not in a lot. Oh, okay. Um, okay. It's basically like a glorified cameo. Ah, uh, okay, she, okay. Like, it's obvious that there was more to her character, and like she's barely in the, like maybe ten minutes, if that. Really, she's not in it a lot. So, like. I mean, tra the trailers are like half of her. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like when she's flying beside the Batmobile and stuff, that's most of her scenes. Really? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like she's not in it a lot. Um, mm. I, I want to watch Blue Beetle. I might, I might go around and see it. I've heard know? that my, my daughter just went to go see it with my my parents, and they said it was pretty cute. It was mm. good. Um, I've heard it's really good for like a bilingual standpoint. And like um, people talking about like it's the first movie that's kind of like made the quote unquote Spanglish. Okay. Seem authentic in a show, uh huh. Where like the the family's naturally flowing between English and Spanish, or Spanish, you know, just you know, and conversation, and you could tell it was actually written by people that have that that, that dialect and language. That's actually what I heard. Yeah, so like, I have, it felt authentic, is what people were saying. Like it actually mm -hmm. sounded like the first like full on like a Spanglish kind of, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So authentic, the difference between El Chico and Taco Trucks. Yeah, please, guys. <laughs> El Chico is not authentic. Uh, Taco Bell. Oh. <laughs> Uh no. It's diarrhea no. for five dollars in a box. <laughs> <laughs> if anything costs five dollars, it's not good for you to digest. No. Uh, Man, it's speaking of which I remember when like let's say buying uh a combo meal from McDonald's was five dollars. Now yeah. they're like almost ten dude, or ten. Dude, a kid's meal there is six bucks. Whoa. If you get a happy meal, it's like five eighty nine. Whoa. For a four piece nugget. That's yeah. Inflation, man. Yeah. Inflation crazy. is crazy. Uh, my favorite, like, cause I told you, I DoorDash. Mm -hmm. I DoorDash late at night after shows and stuff like that. So I'll DoorDash like two o'clock in the morning sometimes. Taco Bell in Bartlesville is hilarious. <laughs> um, shout out to that Taco Bell crew. They'll probably listen to this. Um, I had this dude, and I actually got a video on it. I need to fucking put it on TikTok. Um, okay. I did these chronicles of like this dude getting trapped in the drive-through and just road raging, just sitting there like revving his engine and trying to like push the car in front of him forward. Like that's somehow gonna make them get their food faster. Like, mm. and he's just sitting there, and he's just, like, fucking, you can tell he's tapping, he's getting pissed, he's waiting in line for, like, 30 minutes. He, like, I'm recording this, and, like, he's yelling at the fucking Taco Bell staff, he gets his money back for a refund, and then he fucking throws his drink at the fucking window. And I have it all on video. Oh. Where he's fucking, he's like, fuck you, and he throws his fucking drink at the fucking yeah, wall. Some, and I'm just like, these people are fucking stupid. Some people just need to breathe sometimes, yeah. man. Or, I don't know, I don't know, man. Well, like, there's also this, this uh, I'm sure you've noticed it. And it usually has to do with rich old white people. <laughs> they have this, sure. they have this mentality of like Wait, the perch? No, what? <laughs> well, the mentality of like the fast food or like ever since COVID, retail and fast food workers, I'm sure you've noticed, traditionally, if they're getting those jobs, they true most of the time don't give a fuck. 
If you go to McDonald's, it's rare you'll find an employee that actually cares yeah, anymore. Man. I mean, they're getting paid minimum wage, and like they just don't care. Like they're just there for their job, and they're just like anything extra. They don't. They couldn't give two shits. Uh, I especially noticed that at DoorDash late at night because most of these places like Taco Bell, McDonald's, anything that's open late night around Oklahoma. For those that don't know, those late night crews may have at max three employees. Yeah, yeah, and they're cashier, cooks, dishwashers moppers everything and this taco bell in bartlesville there's three employees from like 11 o'clock to like 4 a.m and the line wraps around the fucking building and it's like 45 minute waits inside the line you're trapped that's what the taco bell's like and they're working as fast as they can but it's only three employees yeah man. and it's... like if i DoorDash, sometimes i'll have two orders and they're like taco bell if you DoorDash, you know like those family meal deals mm-hmm if it's two o'clock and stoners want food, they're not going to order one combo. They're going to order the 50 fucking tacos because that's the right, best deal. Right, right, right. So late at night, add in, everybody's trapped in line. There's only three employees and all these orders are coming in multiples. They're like 25 tacos each, 30 tacos each. And it's just backing up these lines. And that's just what DoorDash is now at these small towns like this. And mm-hmm. it's so sad to see these employees just push their breaking. You can tell that they're fucking breaking down. I've seen employees cry. Oh, I the, see people just the, fucking shaking and fucking like, like rocking themselves. The food industry is tough, guys. Yeah, it's tough. Like, uh, I, I, I did serving, I did serving. I done bartending before, yeah. and uh, it, it's tough. It's it's hard sometimes. Yeah. You you feel like you're going insane because of all these orders. Yeah, and I mean even rest, like fully staffed restaurants, they're still struggling. Yeah, and well, then you get the, what I was getting at is that you get this like there's this other side of it that these people are like. Well, they should be trying harder for these jobs or something like that. You know, if they want, if they worked harder, maybe they 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 care more about their jobs. Or there's there's this this uh, people have this mentality that like because they're not trying hard enough, like this this generation sucks because we're not we don't care about our jobs or we don't mm. uh, we're not trying the best at some of these jobs. And they're using like the fast food industry and like the retail industry as like the reasons. And I'm like, they've kind of learned that they don't they don't have to. They don't care. Like well, nobody cares about them. Like, I mean, just. Think about it. I mean, a lot of a lot of kids are finding, uh, and I, I want to say kids, but it's anybody that's 18, 19. But to me, yeah. they're kids. Um, they're finding out ways to make more money than to have a real job. Yeah. I mean, DoorDash is one of them, yeah. and you work your own hours, this and that. You don't have to go to a brick-and-mortar place anymore. Yeah. Well, like, me personally, like I, like I said, I'm in a very different situation where, like, I'm divorced. I paid off my house, paid off my cars, and my bills are pretty low. Mm-hmm. I'm able to DoorDash right now while I'm achieving my making over my dream of comedy and podcasting. Like I'm keeping the bills taken care of. I'm taking care mm-hmm. of my kids, my you yeah. know, everything like that. Like a man should. Yeah. I've never had to ask anything. Like I just I take care of that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also see it where I'm like, I can DoorDash now and then an hour or so I can make a, a couple, you know, like at least a couple bucks. Yeah. Um, compared to being in that Taco Bell where they're fucking just yeah, treating and- like dog shit for about the same pay, if not worse. Yeah. Yeah, like, and sometimes yeah. it just comes down to like people not knowing the alternatives or not being in a situation where they can even do it. Because some people don't even have the cars to do the DoorDash. Mm. Like in a perfect world, honestly, man, I wish I had a four door. I'd be Ubering around here. Yeah, I'd make a lot more money. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out Sarah Buntane. Sarah, Sarah Buntane was telling me about how she made money on Ubering before she got her a new job, and that's what she was doing this summer was Ubering in yeah. between stand up comedy. Yeah, w- one time I went to Dallas for a soccer game. Hello, <laughs> a soccer game. Anyways, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, our Uber driver, it was me and my brother, and uh, we, we were just talking to the Uber driver, and he was telling me he, that dude was making like 80 grand a year. Yeah. 
And he's like, man, I just gotta, I work my own hours. I just gotta, he's like, the only invest I make is into my own car. Yeah. And he's like, in next year or so, I'm gonna be buying, a, I'm gonna buy another car. Yeah. And that's it. That's, that's, that's his model. He's like, he, and he thought it was funny. We came all the way from Oklahoma. He's like, I drove somebody to Oklahoma once. Yeah. All the way from Dallas. And that was like 400 bucks. I, I, I have done all kinds of jobs, uh, manual work, construction, um, yeah. welder. I'm actually trying to get off of welding. So in a few months, I'm going to take a- He makes a good money welding, though. Yeah. I know. Don't get me wrong. But I want to go to the next yeah. step, which is becoming an inspector. Yeah. Now, you don't have to do any manual work, and you still make more than them, and, yeah. than a welder will. And- you're just gonna put in in paperwork, tablet work, and and uh, yeah, uh, that that's another thing that uh, that people don't realize. Uh, you don't have to. Okay, so in in my field, there's gonna people that they're on their late forties, early fifties. Yeah, you can tell they're worn out. Yeah, and I I'm, I don't want to get to that point. Well, my thing is just like I just want my daughter to have options. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to have to where that's the only path. Right. If that's your path and you want to take it, by all means, take it. But I want you to be able to have options. If you want to go to college, you can. If you want to do a career on social media or something like that, by yeah. all means. If you want to go to a tech college, do it. Yeah. But yeah. don't give up hope on what your dreams are or something like that. Aspire for something. Right, right. Don't just be like like don't just be defeated like this is life. Okay, I'm just gonna go to a nine to five until I die. No, no. And that, like I don't want that's that. Not right. life. Yeah. I mean, like I said, maybe one day we all yeah. we're all gonna pop. I'm hoping for everybody in Tulsa, in the Tulsa area, even Oklahoma City, everybody should pop and you know, hopefully. Everybody should get, have goals. Yeah. Everybody should have goals, big, small, obtainable goals, things to work yeah. towards. Even if you're working a nine to five, I'm not bashing anybody working a job. Get a job. Everybody needs a job. Yeah. But Economy. make it work towards something. Don't just do it and like if you have a dream or something like that, use that as a fucking basis. Start your savings. Put it towards something. Do something with your life outside of just working a, a job for somebody else. Unless that's exactly what you want to be, and then by all means do yeah, it. Yeah. Everyone and, has uh, their own path. Work smart. Work yeah. smart. That's all. And sometimes like you gotta realize if if you work in a let's say um a place where you have a manager or a supervisor, yeah. um get into that place that you're in and then uh Work on your way to become to become your supervisor. Yeah, and then work on the way to become his supervisor. Aspire, just yeah, aspire yeah. to have goals and be go for the next step. Mm-hmm. Like that's just it's it'll keep you young. It'll keep you alive too. Because yeah. I mean, if you don't have any goals or stuff like that, you're gonna die quick. Yeah, it goes back <laughs> to the whole investing in yourself. Yeah. Hey, um, if you can imagine it, you can do it. I mean, yeah. look at this. It's I mean, you're doing a podcast, and and clearly we grew up seeing people doing podcasts and yeah. there we are yeah i mean honestly man like i vividly remember like i loved what like this is long but like i remember johnny carson like i yeah. I, I remember like before he went to the tonight, tonight show with jay leno but i remember like my parents showed me old carson and stuff like that and like that thing of like when a comedian would do a stand-up set on carson and carson liked him so much he would call him over to the couch mm. that meant you were fucking made yeah, like if Carson laughed at your set, and was like, "Come over to the couch, we're gonna talk." Yeah, we're gonna interview you. Be, oh. you got fucking made, and then that kind of pulled over to the Tonight Show with Jay Leno, and then Conan did a little bit stuff like that. But it kind of lessened after that. Letterman did a little bit. Yeah, but um, I always remember that shit. And to me now, that is Kill Tony. Mm. Kill Tony is that now in comedians in twenty twenty three. Yeah, um, you could do a one minute set on there and get made. That's an amazing show. Also, it's an amazing show. But Austin is now the on is like the new mecca of comedy in this in this age. 
And once a month or once a week on Mondays, people go up their new one minute sets and people like Hans Kim. I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hans Kim a year ago was living in his van. He was fucking homeless and he did a one minute set on Kill Tony and now he opens for Joe Rogan and shit. Yeah. It was just in fucking Tulsa selling out the fucking Bricktown. Yeah. 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 Like, wow, that's a year. And so like that to me is inspiring. That's shit where I'm like, okay, they did the work and they fucking were ready for the opportunities. You know what I mean? I kind of want to do that kind of shit. And I want to be able to like have my kids inspired of that kind of shit. Like do whatever you want to do. Just fucking put the effort into it. And yeah. You, you, you always gotta be uh, supportive to, especially whatever your kids want to do yeah. too. You know, if, if they say they want to do this and they have, they have an idea, they have a plan. Listen, yeah, listen, just, just be supportive. Yeah. And then, uh, cause we were also talking about, um, Oh, okay. So, sorry, sorry. Uh, I was listening to an interview uh, with rapper Killer Mike. I don't know if you heard of him. Okay. Oh, I love Killer Mike. Yeah. Oh, he's a great guy. Rondo Jules. Uh, and uh, oh, Rondo Jules. There you go. I mean, I, I, I'm a big hip hop head too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was telling. Uh, I will. He was in another podcast, uh, the Joe Budden podcast, which is a big hip hop one. Yeah. You guys never heard of it. Um, and uh, he was he telling. He didn't say Joe Biden. He said Joe Budden. Budden. Yeah. Uh, and then. <laughs> Brandon, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I never understood that uh, till somebody explained to me. Yeah, then it, you're just like, wow, you guys went to that much of extreme? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I would just looked at it like, wow, that's even more pathetic. Like <laughs> some, pe- some people be petty. Yeah. And uh, he was explaining how uh, he told his mom when he was like 14, I just want to be a rapper. Yeah. And she say, is that what we're doing? Then that's what we're doing. And look at him. He's successful. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's one of the best rappers alive. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys heard of his new album. Like he just dropped like a couple months ago. It's amazing. Really, one of the best solo album. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, one of the best rap albums ever. It makes you feel like you're still in 2001, listening to like the real hip hop. You know. Um, I've been listening to like so you know Tom Segura stuff. Have you heard of Zarface? Mm. Listen to Zarface. You'll fucking love them. Um, especially if you like this kind of shit. Okay. Um, Zarface is one of Tom Segura's favorite rappers or rap groups. It's like three people. Um, the flow sounds like Jay Z, but it's a white dude. Mm. And they they bust in sound effects and references to like Marvel, comic, wrestling, just like just pop culture shit. But it's really good shit. Like, okay, okay. my favorite. X-Men, I can listen to that any day. My favorite X Men is Nightcrawler. Uh, okay. They have a song called Nightcrawler. So Ooh. that's where I originally found it. Like, I even have Nightcrawler right here. Like, he's my favorite. Okay. Uh, but like their beats. Um, do you know who MF Doom is? Yeah, I, I was actually about to say MF Doom. MF Doom has done several albums with. Yeah, them. and like before he died, some of his last R. R. stuff. R.I.P. MF Doom, man. Yeah, yeah. Some of his last stuff was with Zarface, and like uh, nice rap snitches. Just awesome beats. Yeah, man. But yeah, I love this shit. Uh, recommends our face. Very, very good. I, I'm, I'm gonna bump into this in, on the way home. Uh, they have one called Nightcrawler. And it, uh, they also do a lot of shit with Wu Tang. Ghostface oh, Kill is okay. in a lot of stuff. Uh, See this, this type of hip hop will never die. This is with Method Man. This is called Nightcrawler. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear this, but this is amazing. This is amazing music. Like it's, and this is stuff that came out in the last like two years. It sounds like 90s hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bass lines. Yeah. Mm. 
Oh, uh, I know we were talking earlier about yeah. uh, Andrew Schultz and his podcast. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the episode with Mexican OT? No. <gasps> oh, my God, man. You want uh, You're talking about um, Whiskey Ginger? Or, or Andrew Schultz. You're talking about Flagrant. Um, Flagrant. I was thinking of Andrew Santino. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Schultz with Flagrant. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I haven't seen on that one. Oh man, you want to laugh? That dude is hilarious. He's well, he's a he's a rapper from yeah. uh, from the Houston area, not Houston, and uh, he he's gonna be big. I can you can already tell when somebody's gonna be like one of the biggest stars yeah. in, in rap, and he he's next. He's you need, next. You need to find. There's a flagrant episode that honestly got them really popular. It was right around the time they they stopped being flagrant too, and went to flagrant. It was they had a trans porn star on there. Yeah, I saw that episode. Uh, fucking hilarious. Yeah. And it had that one black dude uh -huh. that was like enthralled with he, her because he was like he was like I I think what happened like that was, was like the only porn he jerked off like, to or something like that like, like like they had him on before in an episode and he talked about he her. talked about her and then like next thing you know they brought her in and her her, her right yeah okay she was very passable yeah like she was gorgeous yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah I was like damn a real good looking lady yeah yes yes definitely I was cracking up the whole yeah. episode because he he was starstruck yeah. It's, and you can tell when somebody's like starstruck is it's even better because they're so passionate. They're like it's like what was the uh, the porn star um, that broke her ass during TwitchCon? Huh? You know, oh, uh, oh no! She yeah, jumped, yeah, she jumped she, in the ball she pit. She jumped into the ball pin. Yeah, I heard and, about that. Yeah, and she cracked her her back. She broke her back. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, she basically broke her spinal or her, her tailbone. Oh yeah, man. Because <laughs> they didn't have it very foamy. And see, there's some things you can do for content, and that's not one of them. Well, she was famous, uh, Adriana Chechnik or something, Chechnik or something like that is what her okay. name is. She was famous because like there was a there was a viral video that on Two Bears, Bert and Tom were talking about her, and she was talking about like on this like live, she was talking with fans. She's like, yeah, I have a DP on Friday, a DP on Saturday, a lesbian scene on Sunday, and then a DP on Monday. So I'm gonna get worked out really tight, and like she was just nonchalant talking about how much she's gonna get double penetrated. I'm like, and they were like, wow, like that's just how you talk about it, like. And so like, they were always mm. enthralled with her, like how she was just so open about it. Mm. Um, but yeah, she was the one that broke her net, her, her tailbone at TwitchCon. Wow. And then they had her on, and she was talking about how like it fucked up her career and stuff like that, and like how like she couldn't do certain scenes and stuff like that. And like, oh yeah, after that, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, if your whole career depends on you being able to move, well, especially because like her career was like when she does scenes, like she's like the one that's like almost like a contortionist kind of thing, where she's like bending really hard, like like leg over her head and stuff like that. And so like <laughs> full pretzel, <laughs> yeah, like full pretzel. So like it's like now she has to do it with like spinal injuries and she can't do it, so she can't be herself. <laughs> that just sounds painful. And she was around. talking about how like she just can't perform porn as much as best as she used to, and like mm. the struggle is real. It, it is real. <laughs> it is real. Yeah. Wow, that sucks. Yeah, I heard about that because I mean, and then she just like straight up fell flat. Oh, if you see that video, did you ever see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She like well, does a bounce. She like a little bounce. Oh my god! Big sense of her own. Good? Great victory there. Because she's on the little platform where she dives into it, and yeah. like you can tell, like as soon as she hits, she's like, uh huh. I, I don't, I don't know how old she is. How old is she? But she's like late twenties. Okay, yeah, late after twenty five, guys. If you break something, it's not coming back. No, you're you're not coming back from it. And then she had to still, like, it's like live on Twitch, and she still has to like perform. Like, ah, ah, cut, 
No, no, no. I can't get it. It was like watching Vince McMahon when he blew out his quads. Did you ever see that? No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not familiar with that. Pull it up. Uh, <laughs> there was a botch at the Royal Rumble. Do you know what the Royal Rumble is? Yes, 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 yes. So for those that don't know, the Royal Rumble happens, and how you win is you knock your opponent over the top rope, and both feet must touch the ground. Yeah, they have to touch the ground. Yeah, and uh, there was a botch in the main event at the end of the thing where both Batista and Cena landed at the same exact time. Yeah, I remember that. I remember and that. So it was. I was, a botch. Still, I was still like still yeah. into wrestling when that happened. But it wasn't supposed to happen like that. They oh, were not wasn't? supposed to land at the exact same time. Uh, it was supposed to be like a millisecond off, and like Cena or I can't think Cena was supposed to win, but it didn't happen. So McMahon calls an audible and just runs out there and throws his jacket down all hot and shit. At the exact and he's like, same time, leaving a so big look, question as to who won the fight. He's storming Not out there and he slides the in the ring and blows both of his quads as he does it and has to stay the sitting down. To name a winner. On his way so into watch. the ring, he <gasps> both of his quads and was forced oh to my sit God. in the ring move. He then decided to just let the two battle it out again as he sat there watching Batista come out on top. Yeah. Both quads, and he couldn't get up or anything, but he still had to act and basically oh. save the angle and be like, uh, restart the match. And he has both of his fucking quadricep yeah. muscles tearing off the bone. Oh, my God, yeah. man. Oh, that just looks so painful, yeah. man. And that's, I can't by just by aging, you can tell when something's going to hurt. Well, like, that, that like also comes you, down to like those, like when he's a bodybuilder at that age, too. Like, that, it's not going to stay up very well. Mm-mm. Like, uh, like, if we fall, if we just strip right now, it's yeah. gonna hurt. It's yeah. gonna hurt bad. I I felt it a few weeks ago. Like I have two bulges in my neck from a car wreck uh, in January. I wrecked my car, and uh, I have partial paralysis in my arm. So like, if I lift it up too much, or if I lift too much stuff, or I do too much with this arm, mm-hmm. my arm will just go to sleep. Okay, it just happens. Um, and so a couple weeks ago, I was driving back from Tulsa, and like you remember when, like. Tulsa or Owasso and stuff like that was running out of gas. Mm-hmm. Um, like during the storms, like just out, like you go to Quick Trip, there's no gas. Oh, okay, okay. Um, okay. I went to the, you know, the Quick Trip on the Collinsville exit, like by on seventy five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went there, and me and my daughter were in the car, uh, my youngest, and we were uh, meeting somebody there to sell something or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll just get gas there. All the gas pumps are closed. There's no gas in Collinsville. And I'm like, cool, I guess I have to drive back to Bartlesville and I'll go back to the Mondays or the one other gas station on the way. They were out of gas. So I get like a block or like a, I could see the hill of Bartlesville coming in and I run out of gas. Mm-hmm. And so I had to call my sister and she came in with a gas can. And long story short, I fell on my shoulder when I tripped oh. and fell. And for like the rest of the day, it's just fucking out. Just done. Like yeah. I'm just whopping around like this. And it's just one of those things that happens now. And like... I fell on it because I tripped off the curb and I fell on it and like it's still like I can still feel it and stuff and uh, I went to a specialist two weeks ago and probably do surgery, so that's gonna be scheduled soon probably at the end of the year. Surgery oh, on my man. neck. Yeah. Yeah. No insurance. Huh? Oh, I have insurance. Oh, okay, yeah. cool, cool. Cause oh yeah, it'll be covered. Cause ooh, prices oh, yeah. are crazy right yeah. now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So try and try. If you're past twenty five. Don't think that you're still flexible. You're not. We're nope. we're all aging. We're not getting any younger. I feel like we're just talking, talking. Yeah, man. Like catching up with old friends. Dude, I told you that's how it's gonna start, kind of start. We just mm-hmm. go from there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what else would you like to talk about before we wrap it up? Uh, man, I don't, I don't know. I've enjoyed this. Yeah, like, yeah. No, I mean, I, I have enjoyed it too. It almost feels like, like you naturally just bring up the conversations. Um, uh, I'm, I'm good. so you're saying I'm good at my job. 
Hey, you you got you got you got something. Like, going. share, subscribe. <laughs> like, share, and subscribe. Now, if you agree or disagree with anything, still comment, still like. <laughs> Leave us a comment down below and tell us what you think. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, tell your friends. Um, we're uh, we're always gonna be around in the Tulsa area doing some shows here and yeah. then. Uh, Gary, you got your open mic now every um, other Thursday now. I'm, I'm not officially the, the host full time. Okay. Um, yeah. I was just up for that one time. I'm hoping yeah. to come back. I'd love to come back. Hey, um, may, maybe when we're playing like yeah. this, yeah. you know, everything's going to be settled down. Um, so uh, <laughs> I mean, I, He said I did a great job, and I, I thought I did a great job. And... No, no, you did, man. You did. Like I like I told you I told you that night, you brought out the monsters. Yeah. And and by that, uh, by that I mean, like, everybody said it was great. Yeah. You know, there was no, like, there was... I don't feel like there was a quiet moment. In the, no, there I, was I laughing. Think everybody did a great job. Yeah, and uh, man, shout out to everybody, man, yeah. that's doing this. It's not easy. We're so brave. <laughs> <laughs> that was the way you snuck that in. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bravery on the low meat. <laughs> Woo. Uh, uh, my struggle. Uh, no, yeah. we don't want to say that in German. <laughs> <laughs> well, like that. That uh, remember that South Park episode when uh, uh, Carmen's mom was like, like just hooking up with like German people. And she's like, oh, I know. Scheisse. Yeah. <laughs> it was the movie, wasn't it? Was it the movie? It was the movie. Whenever they're on the internet and they're like, "Is that Carmen's mom?" Like, oh, that's Carmen's mom. And it's like a German Scheiße video. It's like she's like Scheiße video. <laughs> Yo, like, oh, yeah. yo, programming has changed a lot. We were watching things <laughs> so young that were like they're so cancelable right now. Yeah. Things have changed. Some things have changed for the better. Yeah. You know, 2023. Um I will say this. They brought back Animaniacs and it's still fucking good. I didn't see that. I was really excited. Yeah. I was really excited when I saw that. Me and uh, my daughter watched it on Hulu now and she's loving it. She's yeah, like, this yeah. is fucking she's not she's six, but she's not saying fucking not yet. Yeah. Um, um yeah, she said it's great. Yeah, that was a great show growing up, man. I'm telling you. Uh we're we're missing a I, I know we have a lot of new shows right now and we're kinda criticizing that we, they don't come up with new stuff. Yeah. But some of this stuff that they keep bringing back, it makes people look back at the old episodes and they were so creative. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I know w people are going to say, ah, oh, now, now TV is trash. The old timers are going to say that, but you also got to go back and see what they were watching and you can tell the writing was good. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, the writing, the character development, everything was, you know, every everybody took, uh, time to do it, uh, with content, with music, with TV shows. I mean, music. Yeah. And I mean, one, I'm not, I'm not criticizing, criticizing new music now, but you gotta admit it, uh, Songs are now two minutes. Yeah, just because we're holding such the short phase and everything, everything attention span, yeah. and uh, it's all about the hooks. Everything's a business. Yeah, everything's a business, guys. Well, I mean, and also like you know, there's the law of diminishing returns and like quality versus quantity and stuff too. Like I always, we can we can kind of wrap it up here with this. Um, treat everything like the Rocky franchise, guys. Rocky one won an Academy Award. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone won a fucking Academy Award for writing for best picture for Rocky. I think it's best picture, best writing, screenplay. Right. Rocky Four has a fucking robot butler. People forget about that. And Rocky Five, he has Tommy Gunn, and we don't talk about Tommy Gunn. Um, right. That movie sucked. Um, <laughs> I wonder what happened to the robot, uh, especially now. Remember that they, fucking robot since, in three since, and four? <laughs> since they made Creed, the Creed, which is the continuation to yeah. Rocky, what happened to the robot? I don't know. 
by that time, I mean, by in the yeah. progression of time, it should have been like the T-1000 by yeah, then. It's four when he fights the Russian, right? Uh, uh, I three. Been... Yeah. The three or four? Uh, I think it's three. Three. It's three. Th- Which one's Thunderlips then? That's Hulk Hogan. Is that three or two? I, I so one there's fight, somebody screaming on their screen right now so, like okay we're going through the rocky thing one is he fights apollo and loses two uh-huh. is the rematch right and yeah. he wins three i thought was thunder lips with hulk hogan and oh and i think Zeus. it was three i think it was three and then yeah, four yeah, yeah, yeah. four was the ivan was uh the russian yeah that kills apollo creed yeah, yeah 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 and that was that was a pretty decent one except for the robot <laughs> uh and then five is Tommy rocky Gun. four there is a recut though. I thought there was a recut of that, like the one where he fights the Russian. I thought they recut it like recently. They they did a director cut or something like that, and it's like supposed to be like a reimagining. Um, that's a new thing too. Um, the fucking Godfather trilogy did that. Um, what do you mean? So you know, Godfather's one, two, three. Yes. A lot of people hate three. Ah, um, because uh, it's a drop in quality from the first two. It was, but I mean, it still wrapped it up. It still wrapped it up. But a lot of people feel it's not as great as the first two. Oh no, because the I mean the second one is is it's almost it's a masterpiece. Like, it's almost, yeah, yeah a masterpiece. There you go. So a couple of years ago, if you go on Voodoo, so I have it. Um, there was a recut called like the Ballad of of something or something like that. It's, it's it's a recut of the third one, but it's more like in line of like the director's vision apparently or whatever. Okay. And it's supposed to be a lot better than what three was. It's supposed to be basically a way of resalvaging three, and we've kind of had that lately. Um, some movies do that. Like they did that with several times with uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner had like five different cuts. Okay, and you you know the movie that I kind of want to watch the full the director's cut, huh. and I know it's not gonna be able to. You know, they're never gonna release it. Why uh, eyes wide shut? With Tom uh, Tom Cruise, yes, and Nicole Kidman. That's the one where they fucking in, on on screen. Yeah, and the whole cult thing. Yeah. Well, fun fact for people that don't know, that movie had to be cut down so much. Like they took so many scenes out. Because the studio didn't feel comfortable t- uh, releasing the whole thing, and they they cut it down, cut it down, cut it down. Like like what we got is still rated R. Yeah. But in reality, this movie was supposed to be amazing, and it sh- you know how they were all a cultish, and they yeah. were talking about like you don't know who, who these people running this society so, are. So like maybe it's just like um, Mandela effect or whatever. But like I confused that movie a lot with the other Tom Cruise movie around that time, Vanilla Sky. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And, like, a lot of the plot points, I need to watch those games separately because, like, I, uh-huh. my mind confuses those movies a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, man, I, I know this guy was fucking weird. Um, it was weird. It was weird. Man, uh, I know I know. we've been talking for, like, three hours, Jared. Thank you for having me. No problem. Um, uh, we still we still can get into a lot more there, things. There's always another episode. Man, right? we still, we haven't talked about conspiracies. Nah. Oh, we're going to come back. We're going to come <laughs> back and do that. Conspiracies. Well, uh, hopefully the... The actor strike is done. Yeah, uh, I think it's the money. Uh, Marisa, where can everybody find you? Uh, they want to book uh, you uh, on Facebook. Facebook for sure. Marisa Flores, my name. Uh, Instagram and everything like that. Um, now uh, I'm actually gonna try to make a separate, um, separate page. I'd more, recommend it. More yeah. prof- professional than than what I have going on right now, and it, it'll be coming soon. It'll okay. be coming soon. Well, so. man. Thank you for coming on for this extended episode. It's going to be a really extended episode because like, I, I don't think we're going to cut very much. It's, it's going to be a good episode. Quality over quantity. Quality over quantity, but sometimes quantity comes in too. Yeah. 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 Mauricio, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> I totally didn't just do another take on the exit. <laughs> are, are we doing another? I'll, I'll also have to pop <laughs> okay. my headphones off. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> uh, 
uh, guys, this has been Unloading Me. I'm Jared Ralphiel, and that's Mauricio. Take care, guys. Thank Peace. you, guys. Hey, love, love, love. Peace and love.